Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. All right. All the headlines this morning are uh, Trump and Biden related. Biden is time is one of them. Uh, and that's a headline from the start today. They call him Irish Joe and he's set to take the White House. But the wait goes on. The Sun this morning says, is it Joe Biden? Do you get it? As in B-Y-E-D-O-N. Uh, another one, Trump's looking uh, for Trump's looking for Don or I should say Trump's looking Don for. But the one that I, I would have come up with, none of them have, uh, is uh, Donald Dump. I think that would have been a good red top headline, Donald Dump. The mail comes close to it. They say Donald Trumped on their front page today. But uh, the mirror does not hold back. A liar and a cheat to the bitter end. My God, you couldn't come out stronger than that, could you? A liar and a cheat to the bitter end. But if you look at the electoral map in America, it's just... It's like somebody threw a bucket of red paint at it. It's just red, 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 red. But in in states that don't count with regards to big numbers, there's no point having a huge state like Montana with three electoral votes when you don't get California with 55. Um, uh, there's an interesting uh, tweet online from Ireland's smallest comedy club uh, where you know they were responding to Donald Trump talking about winning big. Uh, millions of people have moved to Team Trump. And it's all a fraud and the election is being robbed. Uh, Ireland's smallest comedy club says, feel your pain. It's like the time Mayo hammered Dublin in the All-Ireland final. But then Dublin won because they had more points than Mayo. <laughs> you just have to kind of stop for a second or two and think about that. And then Trump apparently, whether this is true or fake, posted up on Twitter saying, if Biden somehow manages to win this election, you won't see me again. I'll simply leave the country. But you don't actually know whether that's real or whether it's fake. Uh, in other news this morning, of course, uh, level five, you heard in the news there a story that the examiner broke some weeks ago uh, with regards to home welfare visits, um, particularly uh, single girls, lone parents. Uh, they're detailing how inspectors from the Department of Social Welfare um, are calling unannounced to their homes uh, and they allege that they rummage through their underwear drawers and their wardrobes, that they sit outside their homes in cars, that they take photos of them with their children in public. They say the visits are carried out to detect fraud in the system, while many women say they're made to feel worthless and feel like beggars. I'd be interested to talk to anyone who's gone through a scenario like that. I did get texts and one or two emails on it in the past, and to the best of my knowledge, I've read all of those out. But I wonder, are, are those visits because somebody has blown the whistle on a neighbor whom they believe is a cheat or is a fraud or has somebody living with them or is claiming when there are other incomes coming into the house? Would that be the reason why the Department of uh, Social Welfare are paying home visits? Like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Often people call and get involved in this radio program saying that welfare cheats should be reported, they should be checked out. And they should be prosecuted. And then, I suppose, when welfare try to do it, uh, they get grief. But anyway, your thoughts on that? Um, a lot of confusion between red lists and orange lists and all sorts of different things, particularly with the countdown to Christmas. We're going to have to change the way we look at people flying into this country soon to stay in line uh, with uh, EU rules and regulations. And it would mean that people coming into the country who would get a test... Uh, from a red country uh, would only have to go into uh, a kind of a quarantine for five days. Others then come in from orange countries who've had a test up to three days before they came here wouldn't have to quarantine at all. So a few green lights flashing there with regards to people wanting to go home 
for Christmas. But the R positive is the one to watch. The amount of people uh, that are, you know, uh, capable of, t- of, of infecting others, as long as that's below one. Uh, all is good. The Dublin Lord Mayor uh, got involved in uh, a very unfair, vile, racist tweet against her and her family from a couple of Muppets who were up too late and should have been in bed and decided to send uh, the Dublin Lord Mayor, who's Chinese extraction, uh, a nasty, racist tweet which said, uh, herself and Justin are still up. Uh, we're getting hungry. Since you're up anyway, we'll have a sweet and sour chicken, a Szechuan beef and two fried rice, please. No bats. Um, and of course, a lot of that has to do with people blaming China for the coronavirus. So uh, Hazel Chu, who's the Dublin Lord Mayor, uh, says by response to that, I'd love to, Rebecca, but I called my ma'am to put in your order. And sadly, she said, we don't serve racists and we don't serve trolls. It's nice that you like our cooking, so do come back again to try and order when you've learned some manners. Uh, All the best, says Hazel. Uh, And another few people then are finding themselves getting a bit of a roasting, include Micheál Martin, because within Fianna Fáil, they're absolutely livid uh, because that he hasn't come out harder and stronger against Leo Varadkar. And he's been told by his own party that his credibility is in tatters. Um, and Fianna Fáil TDs are scathingly critical of the Taoiseach. It's a story from the Mail this morning. While all that's happening with regards to Faradkar's leak, Faradkar then bizarrely has come out uh, and told members of Fianna Gael and, and, uh, and comments that, uh, or sorry, and colleagues that, um, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have dragged you guys into all of this. But bizarrely, he says to them, be careful who you choose as friends. Um, after this embarrassing ordeal regarding him sending confidential documentation to a friend of his. I mean, what's he saying when he says, be careful who you are, who you choose as friends? Are they only friends until they turn into whistleblowers? And is he only annoyed now because, uh, he as a leaker is now blaming the whistleblower uh, and none of this would happen if he hadn't been caught? I mean, like, Sometimes the guy just doesn't know when to say nothing at all. Uh, from the court courts, more attacks, more assaults, more burglaries. Um, the Echo this morning talks of a, a 25-year-old who um, his alleged uh, words were exchanged between himself and others. And he armed himself with a, a five-foot-long plank of wood, hit another guy around the head with it, and filmed the attack while he was doing it. I mean... He must be fairly handy with regards to being able to balance a phone and a plank of wood. And there's another story of a, a 21-year-old who was remanded in custody for three weeks yesterday uh, after uh, allegations of an, inv- an investigation into allegations that uh, he broke into a house with an axe and forced the mother and the son inside in the house uh, to hide. Uh, he will appear. Uh, he appeared actually from prison yesterday, Cork District Court. So we'll have to see what happens with regard to sentence. Good news out of Douglas, actually, because the clock is counting down, and I see them um, bringing stock in to the different shops at Douglas Village Shopping Centre, and they're ready to rock. And soon enough, in the next few days, I get a chance to talk to Bartos, who's the uh, centre manager. But they're getting ready for the reopen. It's been a long way, but it'll reopen again on the twelfth of November. And if you're looking for Santa Claus, then Leahy's Farm will be doing a socially distanced Santee. Uh, and uh, that's going to happen down Middleton Way fairly soon. There's a lovely article making the examiner on that today. And with regards to shopping and shopping experiences, they say in the mirror today that when we come out of this level five and the big shops reopen, that pennies will stay open 24 hours. And I'd say in 24-7, but certainly 
for at least 24 hours. And imagine for as long as there is a need for people to catch up on underpants, knickers and socks. The Neil Prenderville Show. People get very hot under the collar when they're trying to go about their business, whether it's road closures or detours or, you know, traffic lights even. And others, it has to do with buggies. And she says, loving the mix of topics on your show for the last few weeks, which is code for actually saying, thank God you're not doing 24-7, week in, week out, COVID. So thank you for that. Uh, I feel we all have COVID fatigue and our health and well-being are so important to us. I'm an avid runner and I make sure to get out and about for my regular 10K five days a week. Oh, you're boasting. Like 5K wouldn't be enough for you. 10K five days a week. Well, fair play to you. It really does my help. It does help my head with all that's going on. But recently, I've come home more annoyed after my jog than ever before. Can you please, on your popular radio show, remind mothers with their buggies that they do not own the footpaths. It's bad enough some cyclists using the footpaths when they're not supposed to be. And I find myself almost having to jump into people's driveways to mind myself from them. However, I am literally blown off the road when I have a mother and a buggy coming towards me. Oh, don't get me started on the double buggy. It happened several times uh, on the weekend uh, when I was running around my own hometown of Carrialine. I had to literally jump out on the road for these mums and their big buggies. You wouldn't mind if they even said thanks or acknowledged you, but nah, they don't. They just look, they don't even look twice. It's a case of, oh, well, I have the right of way as I'm the one with the buggy. I got so annoyed, I refused to move out of one lady's way. Her mouth opened so wide in shock, I was afraid she would end up swallowing some flies. It's hard enough trying to get through these tough days. Now the one thing I really love is being affected by these women and their children overtaking the paths. Can you please remind people, and their mothers in particular, to share the footpath? Just because you have a buggy, it doesn't make you special. Love the show. Keep it up, says Fiona. I mean, I have no idea what you want me to do about this. Like, like um, you literally had to jump out of the road for a mum and their big buggies. What do you want them to do with the buggy? I mean, you're jogging along, right? With absolutely no responsibility except to yourself. And coming against you is a mother with a buggy or a mother with a double buggy, which only means that she has two babies in there. Do you want the buggy to go out onto the road? Would you prefer the buggies to be in the cycle lane? I mean, get real here. Go around them, you know? I mean, you're the one that should make the extra effort because you are not in any way minding anyone or anything except yourself. I mean, what are you suggesting? That all buggies should be in the cycle lane because they have wheels? I've seen joggers jogging along in the cycle lane. I'm not saying it's safe. Would that be an option? She probably uh, didn't respond um, because uh, she was in absolute shock by maybe the look of your face. Maybe you were glaring, snarling. Maybe you said something. And she's just there trying to enjoy a little bit of air with her little baby in the buggy. I mean, come on. I mean, maybe I'm getting it all wrong. You guys let me know. I mean, who has, who has precedence here? The buggy or the joggy? Joggy. The buggy or the joggy? I would suggest the buggy. Text 0868104106. But anyway, the way people uh, treat each other then, right? Alice, good morning. Good morning, I. And as a lollipop lady yourself, um, do you have any thoughts on that, actually? You know, joggers and 
um, mammies with buggies or whatever. Who was the right away? I actually am a jogger myself. So, um, look, if I'm running along, I'm, I would get off the footpath. Of course you would. I mean, what are you I suggesting? Would, yeah. Like, you, dry, you, 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 you push the, them out. You push the no. buggy into oncoming traffic, like? No, no. Honestly, you would get off the roads or off the footpath, sorry, if you do see people out with buggies or kids or just people out walking. Yeah, it's the, it's the so. jogger should move. And, and you know, you have a lot of control there with your lollipop stick and everything, <laughs> with your lollipop <laughs> side. Do you, do you ever get grief from motorists? Oh, yeah, every day, oh. every single day of the week. You just have to just put up with it, you know. Um, you could put your stop sign out there and just drive to it. Um, but look, the majority of people are lovely. I have to say that. The majority of people are lovely. Kids are lovely. You get the one or two who are probably late for work, late for school drop-offs. And so what, you know when you see somebody, the amber gamblers trying to race through the amber light, do they do the same with you, try to get around yeah, yeah. you? Yeah. They just look at you. I mean, you put out your sign and they just look at you as if to say, I'm not going to stop for you. And they don't. But that's, that's the handful, Niall. That's the handful. I know, I know. And it would, be wrong, it would be wrong to even drill into it because there's so few of them. Yeah. Uh, but as to, are they men and women, young and middle-aged and old? All yeah. of them, is it? Both, both. But like I said, the majority of people are lovely and they know you're only out there doing a job. It's a fun job for you, isn't it, watching the kids? You probably see them grow up. I do, yeah. Yeah, and in fairness, like, people say, because everybody knows you. They don't. It's just the kids. They know you by name. And if you're out running or if you're out walking, they'll always say hello. They're lovely. And tell me this. Do you get a lot of gifts at Christmas time from them? I do. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do, actually. People be patting me. Look, they'd be everywhere. Outside the gate, because where I work, actually, at my front door, right across from my house. You just Literally walk out just the front door to I work. Do. Yeah. yeah. And what is it like? Is it chocolates, bottles of wine, socks, gloves, it, scarves? No, it could be lots of chocolate, vodka, wine. Uh, 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 <laughs> they do know I like vodka now and again. <laughs> no, so, they are lovely. So Christmas time, you'd have a line of vodka bottles down by the <laughs> by the curb, would you? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Anyway, you weren't expecting me to bring that up, but I'm nosy, so no. my apologies for that. Right, tell fine. me, tell me about your daughter. Okay, my daughter. She's 21, and she's actually a chef inside one of the one of the restaurants there in the city. But she's also doing a culinary course out in CIT on her days off. This is two days a week, so she doesn't have her own transport. So she gets out in the morning by bus and she gets back in the evening by bus as well. So last night she got on the six o'clock bus from CIT. It was going into the city. And all she had was a 20 euro note. She didn't have any change. So the bus driver, she answered to the bus driver and he said, I don't have change of that. And she said she could see he had loads of change in his little machine. And she said, I'm sorry, she said, I don't have anything smaller. Well, he said, I can't change it. I don't have change. You don't have change of 20 or he said, no. So she said, what am I supposed to do? And he shrugged his shoulders, but he said, you can't pay. So she got off the bus. He didn't call her back. And she had to walk from CIT at six o'clock last night out to Blackpool. 
but she's living in Blackpool. She had her little daughter who's two with a babysitter. The babysitter had to go. She was late back and the babysitter had to find somebody else to mind my little granddaughter until my daughter got back from from the IC last night. It's an awful so shame. It look, yeah, half yeah. seven last night. Took her an hour and a half to walk from CIT yeah, to Blackpool. On her own. And, and it was cold. And it, it was, was cold. cold and it was dark. And her daughter was waiting for her at home yeah, and she'd had yeah. a long day. And mm. there was there was no shop where she could have changed the 20 or nobody could have come and picked her up, no? No. No, because like that, I'm in carry too and she didn't Grant, even ring me. She if she had even... rang me, we, I would have went in. My dad is in Glamour. He said he would have went in for her. One of us would have went, but she wouldn't ring up. At that hour tonight to come and As they say, she struck off Shanks Mayor, did it yeah. herself. Um, yeah. Why didn't the bus driver just say, ah, go on, you know, give it to me the next time? I don't know. Like she said, she gets the bus twice a week. Now, I don't know if it was the same driver. I didn't even ask her that. But she said, even after, she said, if he had taken my name, Mama, she said, or asked me my phone number, then she said, he could have rang. And I would have paid him to you because the same kids now and I cheek. She does a lot for the homeless and she's a great kid like and I think it was just very hurtful then that she couldn't even get a bus home for two euro. I know people are going to say she should have had the key. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. Nice and like yeah, but there are sometimes the one we don't, you know? Sometimes yeah, when yeah. we don't. I mean, like on a couple of occasions, I've been caught at the toll without change, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. They'll, they'll always say, look, just here, I'll take your car, Reg, and they send me a bill. I go online and, and I and I pay the two euro or whatever the case may be. And you know, she would I, have paid, she would have went in and paid the money. I know her. She's that kind. She would have paid it. She would have gave it tonight if it was the same driver. Or even if he had left her on, I know she would have went on the bus this evening. And if he was there, she would have given him four instead of two euro. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I was I was in a fish shop in the summer. I think it was down in Carcevin in the summer. I was buying fish and it was uh, 20 euro and 65 cent or something like that. And I had the 20 euro and I had another 20 and a 10. I said, uh, here's the, I said, hang on, I'm double parked outside. I'll go out and get the change. I keep changing a little tray. He said, uh, ah, don't worry about the 60 cent. We'll catch you the next time. That's of course, yeah. And it's what you would do. You wouldn't see anyone struggling or if you go into a shop and I've seen it myself, I happened to be in the shop during the week and there was a lady and she didn't have enough or her card or something. Anyway, there was something that it was her cup of coffee and she didn't have enough money and she was embarrassed. But the girl behind said, look, let that go. I'll pay for it. A small little gesture. And it's a pity that somebody on the bus didn't hear what was going on, jump up and pay the two euro, you know? I know, I know, but I suppose they didn't but it was just the fact that he has to walk all the way home. I'm just saying, thank God, nothing happened to her. You don't know. But you know, it was a dark, cold night. 21-year-old girl out on her own. Was, who, yeah, and who she knows? was worrying about her baby being picked up, it being late, and then having to go home at half past seven, you know, with a small child. It, it was crazy, like. Is there is there any way that bus drivers are driven distracted with people coming on with 20s or maybe even 50s and they're just fed up of it? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I can't answer that. I don't know. But, I, like, he did have change, as she said. He did have the change. She could say, she said, I wouldn't care if he'd given it to me back all in two. I really wouldn't care what he'd given me back once he had left me on the bus. And what does it make you feel like as a mother? 
I, like I was sitting down last night actually to ringing me when she got home and I was upset obviously because she hadn't contacted us and we would have went for her but I was just thinking I wonder does he have children himself and like as a dad or as a family person would he not think if that was my daughter if that was my niece what would he have done what would he like to someone do? For well, how his would daughter? he feel, for instance, you know, if his daughter was put off yeah. the bus for two years? Yeah. yeah, we should we should treat everybody the way we wish to be treated ourselves, and and uh, and certainly we're we're very protective of our children. So a mother and a father like you would be very very annoyed and would be liable to get yeah. in touch with Bus Aaron, which we have which we have done, and I'm waiting for a response. Yeah. I think Bus Aaron themselves would be would be disappointed at his behaviour. To be honest, I think so too. I don't think people for sake of two euros. Euro. I think people, I think Bosseran wouldn't like that either, to be quite honest about it. As I said, God forbid if something had happened to her last night walking home. And that could have happened. That it could, could have, happened. have happened and it would have been like for the sake of two euro. Let's see what their response is to it, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't want to get in touch with you and apologise. But we'll see. They may come back and say, our drivers are plagued with people getting on with 20s and we had to make a call on this or whatever the case may be. But, you know, in the old days, people kind of said, ah, go on, you'll be grand. Ah, go on. Go I know, on. but I, I don't know. I think since all this, this COVID has started, people, people, some people are nicer, but some people, it's changed them. Not for the better. It really has. I, I see that myself. You're, um, you're seeing it, you're seeing it working at work, like the people yeah. are like more stressed, more anxious. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, shorter fuse. Like, yeah, that's what it is, and it's even like you're out walking or you're out running, and people are going to the opposite side of the road to catch you out, and it's like they're afraid to say hello anymore. People are afraid to lift their heads even say hello. It's just, it's just strange. All right, well let's let's see what uh, what um, Boss Aram have to say oh. on the matter, okay? And we'll be back All to right. you. All right. Oh, okay, thanks, Millie. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, you know, there should be there should be the unwritten rule. Ah, go on, don't let it happen again. Go on, don't let it happen again. It's like the UCC student who's living in Cork and stayed in Cork for the the college term. You know, um, could have gone back to another part of the country for for level five, but stayed with five housemates. They all decided to stay in the in the in the same house because they said it was good for their studies and their mental well-being and they're doing all the right things with regards to advice and limiting social interaction. Yeah, so you know, there are students who have cop on and they do all the right things. Anyway, today one of my housemates and I decided to uh, optimize the morning's spell of sunshine and walk to the lock. Uh, we were strolling down Bandon Road to pick up some fruit afterwards when we were confronted by a nasty and abusive woman. As we were walking down the street, this woman made a series of comments such as effing students. Have you never heard of social distancing? When my housemate, there was only two of them now, when my housemate calmly explained that the pair of us live together and are part of the same unit, the woman then became extremely abusive, claiming people are dying because of people like you and continued to hurl crude comments towards us accompanied by offensive hand gestures. I've never encountered such unprovoked abusive behavior on the streets of Cork before. Frankly, I'm appalled that such a level of open aggression exists within the community. I understand that coronavirus is a sensitive one. Many people are suffering. But under the what circumstances is it acceptable for a grown woman to shout profanities at strangers on the street? Stereotyping and generalizing large groups is always harmful and regressive. 
I believe the widespread vilification of college students during the pandemic is unjust. It's true that there are some students not adhering to advice, but you will also find that within every subgroup of society, there is a similar minority who have shown disregard for the rules. You're right there. The media is saturated with messages of prejudice against young people, and my encounter today comes as a result of this dangerous narrative. No one should be the subject of verbal abuse merely because they fit a particular demographic age. I hope that as a result of this message to you, Neil, some of your listeners may now now understand that everyone deserves basic civility, says Shabelle. Yes, basic civility and a bit of human kindness, which clearly wasn't shown to that lady's daughter on the Boston CIT. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. Kev is saying the media, including the Irish media, are in meltdown at Trump crying fraud while his rivals have been um, screaming fraud for the last four years. Double standards. What he's saying there is interesting. He said Trump is now crying fraud, fraud with regards to the election. And Kev says that Trump's been involved in fraud for the last four years himself. Now, the only other thing about this is Scott are reporting this morning uh, that um, Trump supporters, some armed with rifles, are gathering outside vote counting centres protesting. Isn't it very sad? There's a columnist in one of the papers this morning talks about how for years and years as we were growing up and in our teens and twenties, we looked at America with uh, envy and with awe and with jealousy, you know, particularly when you saw uh, life in America on all of the different TV shows and now many people just look on at America with nothing more than pity. Anyway, text 0868-104-106 to the phone lines we go. Kate, good morning. Hello. Now, getting back to Fiona's um, email where she talks about, uh, I had to literally jump out on the road for these mums and their big buggies. Just just because you have a buggy, it doesn't make you special. Well, it kind of does, doesn't it? In In a sense, like, you know, you're either pushing a newborn or a child that's incapable of walking. Whereas a jogger's own safety is itself. I would have thought you know? that. I would have thought that uh, a mother uh, with a buggy and a baby is more special than a jogger. Absolutely. You know, because just one second. Um, here we go. Anyway, you have a like, you have a buggy, don't you? Yeah. So which, which I, every morning I walk to school. I have a two-year-old in the buggy, and I'm walking with a four-year-old. So I normally stop at the wider part of the road to give way to, or the wider part of the footpath, give way to a jogger or a walker. And even doing that, sometimes you'd get a dirty look. And you're kind of like, I'm being considered of you, so you don't have to walk on the road. And I'm not going walking on the road. So Foot, I'm putting in, yeah. and I'm giving you the opportunity to pass. Yeah, so it, yeah, so you do move in a little bit, trying to give a little yeah. bit of room to the jogger, and you still get grief. Yeah, you still get the dirty look. I had... Um, elderly ladies cutting at me and everything. I'm kind of like, there's nothing I can do. I'm pushing in. I'm giving you space, and like, you don't own the footpath. When the you footpath say you've elderly ladies cutting at you, are they walking or jogging? Walking. Why would an elderly woman walking. give you grief? It's just, you know, it's kind of like I say they're looking at us the way that cars would look at bikes, like. You know, you get some drivers who are like, oh, your bike, you don't pay road taxes, you can't use the road and all that. It's like they'd be looking at people with buggies in that kind of way as well. I would have thought that women, particularly of an older generation, 
would be delighted to see a baby. In the old days, they'd be say, "Oh, you can I have a look? Oh, go 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 go! Oh, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, all that kind of stuff." Yeah, well, you'd expect that, but then you also have the generation of old people that are kind of like, "Oh, well, you look about twelve, and you're pushing a buggy." You know, oh, it's kind of, of you're too young to have that child. Yeah, in that kind of way. You're a disgrace. Exactly, yeah. You know, we're oh. in the 21st century here, hon, like, get over it. Oh, they're looking down your nose at you, that you're, uh, that you, um, that you are, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Bad news. Um, but yeah. anyway, um, you uh, push in out of the way as best you can um, and try and leave enough space for them to go by. Um, when you're out with the buggy walking, uh, you get grief from joggers and also other people who um, are looking at you as being way too young to have a baby. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Rhonda, good morning. Morning, Neil. Okay. All right. I, I didn't. I didn't know this would ki- this would kick off. It happened several times on the weekend when I was running around my own town of Carrigaline. I have to jump out on the road for their mums and for these mums and their big God buggies. Yeah. Poor woman. My heart breaks for her. Jesus. That's all she has to worry about in life. I really pity her. She should have to, she should move out the way. Definitely. What? I wouldn't, if I was pushing a buggy and I'd seen a jogger come towards us, I wouldn't move out the way. But, but I'd what, go on the road. <laughs> yeah, but what if the buggy is right in the middle, hogging the whole footpath, um, almost like some sort of a statement of importance? When I'm just trying to maybe well, to some extent trying to defend the job. Big enough for two people, or for her to get past, for you to move in, then she should jog maybe somewhere where she can jog, <laughs> where there won't be buggies in our way. Maybe it's just a sign of the times, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Could be a sign I of the times. Okay, thanks, Rhonda Shane. Hi Neil, how are you? Okay, we're just responding to Fiona. You could ask from the point of view of cyclists. Actually, it's interesting. If if you're if you're cy- I have a bike, right, and it has a right. bell on it, and you, let's say if you cycle the line from Rochester, no, we're a thing of the past, Neil. To be what? honest with you, bells are bells were a thing of the past. <laughs> no, but there's signs on the line going from Rochester to Black Rock saying "Bull and Cligine, You know, ring yeah. ring your bell. I, I'm always very slow to ring the bell because I'm afraid that people might think that I'm being aggressive. Ah, no, I wouldn't say it's aggressive, to be honest with you. I don't know. Look, it is it is awkward, I'm not going to lie. Um, as I said to you there in the text message, we originally we had one of those double buggies that was side by side, and it was like pushing a Toyota Yaris around the place, you know. Um, <laughs> but we, 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 we upgraded and we got one of those uh, front-facing ones, so with the back, we'd say the two seats are one is front facing one is behind ah it's slimmer then you know? yeah I know yeah um, so it makes it less less awkward I suppose to get through doorways and this that and the other but I don't know look I just think to be honest with you Neil it's uh, the small issue really that's one of these typical mountains out of molehills you know but do you, do you ever get any grief with the double buggy Um you would get the occasional kind of you know I was listening to that girl there that was just stand before me there you'd get the occasional kind of dirty look alright and um the stare and the kind of the stand the other but here I thick skin now Neil I, I don't really take much notice and is it from me. joggers or people on bikes or what um, a mixture really like I mean joggers particularly I don't know why it is the case but particularly elder, elderly people um, which look you do try to accommodate as much as you can um, but I just think look it's a simple issue just move out of the way or just loop around each other do you know it's, 
a simple thing because nobody owns the footpath. It's just a case of we're all just trying to get out and go for a bit of a jog or a walk. Jonas you know says I mean? you wouldn't mind if they ever said thanks or acknowledged you, but they don't. They don't even look at you. I'm it's like, a case I of... think it's a two-way thing, to be honest with you. Like, you know, you try and, if you're, like in my case now, I was out with the, the twins in the buggy there and, you know, it's a narrow footpath or whatever. You try your best to kind of accommodate the other person as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not just uh, you'd expect the other person to move out of the way if you have the buggy kind of thing, you know. But well, I mean, I would expect I would expect a jogger to get out of the way. To be quite honest with you, yeah. Well, look, it is awkward. I'm not going to lie to you, but you know, you just what can you do? Well, you could go so far as to say footpaths footpaths are for walking, not for running. Yeah. Ah, well, look, I don't come across it that often. Now, to be honest with you, um, it must be a Southside thing, I'd say. <laughs> um, a Carrigan line thing. It's a, a Carrigan line problem. Up there on the north side, anyway. I have to say, I don't really uh, come across it that often. But manners are better on the north side, right? Ah, uh, definitely, hundred percent. People look out 100%. for each other more. If that was a north side definitely. bus heading south side, the bus driver wouldn't have turtle girl get off the bus kind of thing. Uh, I thought that was fairly uh, harsh. All right, to be bad fair. form. I'm sorry for. Sometimes you need sorry. to know when to look the other way. You know. Ah, look, it's only two quid. You know. Um, I think the bus driver would have just got on with it, but look. I just think we live in a bit of a snowflake generation at the moment. Neil, people get offended over everything, you know. Ah, but if you had a twenty-one-year-old daughter, an eighteen-year-old daughter, a sixteen-year-old oh, daughter on a dark night, you'd be like a demon of the buster. I agree with that, but just getting back to the whole footpath situation and joggers getting annoyed with people with buggies. Like, I mean, look, if that's your only worry at the moment, then geez, you're not doing too bad for yourself. Fair play, you know? yeah. well said. Thanks for that. Buggies have babies in them, and babies are important. Thanks, Shane. I'm a, I'm a bus driver, and if I had no change of a twenty, I would have let her on. As it's not the customer's fault, I've no change. Especially if she was a regular. Love the show. Isn't there a sign? I can't remember the last time I was on a bus. Isn't there a sign on the door going into a bus saying exact change, please? Uh, perhaps the fella meant that the ladies with the buggies take over the whole footpath. They go into the middle and they're not willing to move to one side or the other. Uh, at least that's what I'm experiencing when I'm out and about, says Judith. Tell Fiona to get a grip. What a horrible person doesn't make room for a mother and her baby in a buggy. It's a lot easier for her as a jogger to get out of the way than the other way around. If she's so bothered by it, maybe she needs to find a different hobby or a different route. Run around a field, maybe. In response to Fiona's traumatic ordeal from Carrigaline, I think her manner is simply appalling. I'm a young father of four with 15-month-old twin girls, and I use a double buggy, which is as awkward, um, I will admit, uh, and it's quite awkward at times. If he's like pushing uh, a small car, it's common sense and courtesy to move out of the way and leave these parents pass with their buggy. It's a small issue, could be easily sorted. Morning. I loved your comments on the text uh, the runner sent in. Buggies can be heavy. Then with a baby, baby or a toddler on board, and if they're shopping on board, it is harder again to maneuver. What an absolute stain on society that texture is appalling. It reminds me of the story years ago that we had on the air. I think John O'Donovan um, had a very funny story years back um, when um, we were talking about buggies and uh, mothers going into town to do shopping. They used to leave, they had massive big buggies, massive perambulators with huge wheels on them. And they would leave them outside, say, for instance, Rocha stores. Um, so... I'm sure there are pictures knocking around of this where you'd have a row of babies in prams, not buggies, prams back then, lined up against the windows of, say, for instance, Rocha stores. Nobody minding the child or anything like that. Literally none. It was very safe in that regard. Um, and the mammy then would be inside doing a bit of shopping inside in Rocha stores. But on a few occasions, we had stories on the air where the prams got confused. And I think 
I think John O'Donovan ended up on a bus with another mammy before the mammy realised that John O'Donovan wasn't her son and had to give out a few screams before she decided, I better give him back. Uh, I hope I'm remembering that story correctly. Talk to Neil Printerville now. 1851-04106. Red FM. Yes, indeed. I didn't get to do this yesterday. My apologies. We don't do many requests, but there was a special one yesterday for one of your biggest fans, the entire family of O'Leary's. And our dad, Pat O'Leary, celebrated his birthday yesterday. Never misses the show. I did text you over the summer a message that you read out. Yes, I think you sent it to my Instagram page. And thank you for following me on Instagram. Um, she said, uh, I uh, texted you over the summer a message and you read it out if you can remember the message my dad was in your class in the mon and mom always slags him as you're quite the celebrity in our house so happy birthday to a great dad who worked hard all his life for the six of us and we love him so and that's from the O'Leary family and all of the grandchildren for Pat O'Leary happy birthday for yesterday my apologies for missing it Brian good morning Good morning, Neil. How Back are you? in the day, and still to an extent, it used to be the rows and arguments between uh, motorists and cyclists. Now it's joggers and buggies. And I think you're probably going to notice it more now because an awful lot more people are out and about walking within their own 5K, you know? That's true. And there's a lot more people running as well, which Correct. in a sense is yeah. fantastic to see. It's great to see that. I mean, if you want to see, if you want to see a parade of buggies, just go down the marina. It's absolutely fantastic. It's like match day most days with everybody. But it's fantastic. Yeah. It's great to see that people are actually enjoying the weather and going for a walk and doing the right thing and getting out of the house. But, you know, I'm an avid jogger. I would never dream of giving out to anybody because they're not giving me space to run on the sidewalk. I don't see my running as a priority over anybody else's, you know, walking and taking some fresh air. If I see somebody and there's no space to go, I would go on the road or would just stop and let them pass. I run with a mask and I put the mask on if there's somebody. Like the the, the running is great, but there's so many places you can go to run. Why do you run with a mask? I mean, I have seen, unfortunately, joggers spitting in public as they're racing along and they're sweating and everything. But why do you wear a mask? Because I wasn't at the start in the first lockdown and I could see a lot of people getting quite worried when a jogger was coming along, especially elderly people. Um, so I would make sure that, you know, I would run on the road when it was safe to do so, giving them space and to feel safe. But I just thought maybe wearing a mask would make them feel a bit more Okay. Uh, a bit more safe when the okay. jogger is coming in. So it's not for me, but it's more for protecting others. It's, that's all it's that a bit of respect. I mean, I find, I mean, I find myself, I can get out of breath with a mask on. I mean, you must be very fit if you can jog and run with a mask on. Well, I wouldn't put the mask on all the time because I'm, I'm only putting it on when I see that somebody's coming my way. Well, fair play to you. Fair play. Um, but as a jogger, um, you would get out of the way if it was somebody with a buggy, elderly oh, person. Yeah. Completely. Anybody. If there's anybody coming my way, I would make sure I would go on the road if there's no car. Or if there's a car coming, I would just stop and get out of the way. So could there be other emotions at play here, really, that it's just more to do with, um, you know, worry, stress or anxiety about the times we're living in as opposed to mothers with buggies? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think that obviously in the time we're living in, there's a lot more anxiety and people are more stressed. And obviously that's probably his own... His own way of trying to escape from no, the No, no, bizarrely, this is an email from a woman. All right. Yeah. Huh. Well, either way, there's a lot of anxiety. And people, I think, are forgetting a bit but kindness those days. Um, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't cost much to just get out of the way, does it? Absolutely. Fair play to you. Good luck with the jogging. Fair play. All right. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Donna, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? You're both then. You're a mammy and a runner. 
Yeah, and you know what? I just think when you see a person with a buggy coming towards you, I think it's more courtesy to just get out of the way because I think, you know, we are running and, like, you know, not being disgusting, but we're sweating. And I think, especially with social distancing the way it is, people can be a bit freaked out of seeing somebody coming towards you. And I just think I can manoeuvre a bit faster. It's just easier if I have to stand on the road or just move over a bit to let people pass, you know? Would they say thank you when you do that? Some people would salute and like even people there now, I'm literally just back to run and people walking, I would literally get off the road for them because I just think, do you know what, like it's not doing nothing wrong to me, do you know what I mean, I'm just moving on so it's just a bit of courtesy and I just think, you know, it's safer especially if you're on a busy road, you don't expect somebody with a buggy to get off the road just for you, do you know what I mean, you have to think of the, you know, the important person here too, do you know. And and that would be the mammy, the baby, and the, and yeah, the baby in the book. And and tell me, do you run every morning? Yeah, I literally drop my small one to school in the morning, and I go for a run then just after because I have, I you know, I'm motivated to go then, and it's done, and I have the time to do it. You okay, know? and do you have a particular track and a particular distance? Yeah, I would. I do five or six k every morning, like you know. Um, and it's lovely and these mornings are great to get out you know and considering the way lockdown is and stuff like that you need something to keep the mind occupied you know and do you enjoy it oh I do I do I like I would have played um, GA for years and up until actually last year and I think this year when Covid came in I didn't play just because for the whole reason I would have been in and out to my parents and I just didn't want to take another risk you know by going back playing sports you know so it's running. Look, I'm on my own and doing it, so it's fine. Like you know, would you do it in the rain? Yeah. Oh, you could catch me out in any weather. I think people look at me sometimes wondering what am I doing? Do you know? And are you are you energized and upbeat and totally switched on after it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do. I'm ready for the day. I know that I've my exercise done, and I'm literally ready, bouncing for the day. Then do you know, can and, just get on with it. And do you like? Would you? Is it on footpaths or do you have a particular track? Is it in the country? Yeah, I would have footpaths, but I, I, I'm actually from Bandon, um, so I would be on the footpaths an awful lot. And like you know, you pass me roads, and some of the footpaths would be you know narrower and stuff like that. And you know, as I said, it's just I just think it's crazy that people think that somebody with a buggy should just get out of the way for somebody. Do you know? I just. Play. I just—that's just—that's my opinion. Uh, you know? Thank you for it. That's what we're talking about: people's thoughts okay. and comments and opinions. Thanks, Anna. Have a good day. Yeah. Glad you got the run in, and uh, best of luck to you. Have a good day. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Just a fast one this side of of ten o'clock. Brian, good morning. Hey Neil, how are you going on? Flabbergasted you are. Flabbergasted. That's uh, the word I use. Yeah. Why? Um, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, would you be bothered taking the time to send in an email like that? Is it? Oh, not at all. Yeah, it was just so long and stuff. I mean, something horrendous must have happened to her. Like, but I mean, I use that word sparingly. Like, but an avid runner I, does does ten k every day. Please remind mothers yeah. and their buggies they don't own the footpaths. Yeah, and geez, fair play to her. Like, but you know, I go running maybe three or four times a week. Like, but like, if there's a buggy come towards me, just just step out of it. As that last girl said, it's courtesy. Like, and then she kind of said something like. Oh, and they don't even say thanks. Well, what are I meant to be doing? Shouting back thanks at you, like. And, like I said in my message there, like, even if it means jumping into a bit of a puddle or something muddy, just, I mean, and I said in my message there as well, I'm not a parent, but, you know, like, it's no bother to me just stepping out of the way, like, just being, being mannerly, like. 
you remember the last lockdown? People on a footpath, somebody, there would be kind of a, you never know who was going to do it and you would step off the footpath and do a kind of a U around them, almost walk into the middle of the road around them. That's not happening this yeah. time around though, you know, people aren't doing, and probably right because we've realised that yeah. maybe we don't need to be I as mean, stringent. I, I, don't know, I don't know, is it really much to do with COVID? Like if, if COVID wasn't going on, she probably would have sent in a message like that as well. But like, I mean, maybe with COVID, yeah, people are a bit con- concerned about like sweat going back to you or whatever. Like, but like, uh, I, I don't know. Bottom line is, it's just courtesy. Like, I mean, you know, like I wouldn't be looking at a mother going, you know, with a look on my face as if throw them a dirty look. No, at yeah, say, oh, correct. You wouldn't be looking at a mother when a buggy is being a nuisance. Correct. Well said. No, okay. no, absolutely. Cheers, yeah. Brian. Stay safe, my man. One eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Back after ten. The more details as to how you can win for yourself some of our Oak Fire Pizza vouchers again today and right across the week. Piping hot pizzas, which you can click and collect yourself at different Oak Fire Pizza locations. That's all tied into. Calls, comments, emails and texts. But as well as all of that, uh, the 65th Cork International Film Festival happens from Sunday and runs right through to the 15th of November. It's different this year because you can't go to the movie theatres, but everything is happening online. So we're giving away digital festival screening passes and uh, that will allow you to access 10 screenings of your choice. You can download the Film Festival app, CIFF 2020, or log on to corkfilmfest.org. So film digital passes all week long, and it's all based on a, a particular movie that we choose on a daily basis. Yesterday it was Pulp Fiction. What will it be today? So there's a word or a couple of words beeped out. We need to have the beeped out words identified, the actor or actresses, or sorry, it's all actors now, isn't it? Uh, and also the movie title. So don't call just yet, but here is today's. Hang on a second. I got the, something blocking me on the screen here. Here is today's piece with the, the movie uh, with the words beeped out. Yeah, I think this screen is shut down on me, guys. I'm not quite sure what the story is here, but uh, hang on a second. I'll try it again here. I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of him. Asking him to love her. Wild horses. Yeah? A rocket wouldn't drag me to a couch or a chair to sit down and watch that film. <laughs> For others, though, it was a big, big movie. I'm also just a girl. Ugh. Standing in front of love her oh. oh god spare me spare me okay do I have to play that again before midday All right. anyway the word the uh, actors involved and the movie please but not just yet around about 10 minutes to midday today can we get back to the kind of criminally crime ones no. leave out the lovey dovey ones I never knew uh, actually this is just on different topics in the past couple of days these two characters um Thieves, criminals, thugs came over from Rathkeel and they made a 72-year-old woman down in West Cork write out checks for 25 grand. They loaded up her house with power tools. Uh, Paul Byrne from Virgin Media News yesterday morning really went into that court case chapter and verse and I want to thank him for it coming on the air yesterday morning. And thank, thankfully, uh, these two got two years jail. Not everybody's happy with the length of the sentence considering that on good behaviour they'll be out and maybe... 14, 15 months. But fair play to Judge Sean O'Donovan. At least he jailed them. Um, 
some texts on that. Uh, I never knew that you could literally cash checks in a bank. Um, for money laundering reasons, all transactions should go through an account. Y- you would think, but five grand was handed over in, in I don't know, 20s, 50s, 100s. Um, and then after it goes into an account, it would take at least a few days to clear. In my day, I saved many a vulnerable person. Uh, thank God, says Anne, who for many years has worked in a bank. You you are spot on, but they managed to cash one of the pensioners' checks to the value of five grand. Uh, nobody's asking whether these two characters had receipts for all of the gear and all of the power tools. Well, yesterday morning it was suggested by Paul Byrne, if the power tools and everything were suspicious, the guardie would have investigated, may well be investigated. They take that kind of stuff seriously as well. Anyway, definitely two, near, two years is not enough jail time. That poor lady, frightened out of her house, how would they like if that happened to their mother or their father? It's just a pity somebody didn't spot them at the time. It's so horrible, says Eilish. It's happening the length and breadth of Ireland, though. That's why you need to check in on the elderly. It's very hard to cash a check in a bank. How do these men manage to cash, cash the check so easily? Somebody else suggests two years is not enough. What about the poor lady living with the anxiety and the fear at this hour of her life? Morning, two years is actually more likely to be 16 months in jail uh, when the one-third remission is put into effect. They're slime balls. Uh, they'll be lucky to serve 12 months, says Paddy. Um, and all more like that. Low life. Um, people calling scum. And when they get to court, they always have some kind of a sob story. So thank you for all those texts. Keep them coming. Text 0868104106. Uh, the, the topics that light a fire under people, uh, runners and joggers versus buggy pushers. Sinead, good morning. Good morning. How are you? A disgraceful excuse of a human, you call Fiona. Why? Yes. Because, I mean, she's obviously thinking about herself and her own entitlement. Um, like, how does she know that the per- the person buggy had had surgery? Just move like, around there because I'm losing you. She said she she sees the buggy as being a nuisance in her way. But uh, does she not have children herself? Has she never had to manage a buggy full of shopping and children? Yeah, but what if um, the what if the buggy is barreling down the middle of the footpath and the mother like as if she um she owns the road as we used to say, you know? But as a jogger myself years ago. Um, I'm assuming she's doing 10K, so she's quite slim and agile and well able. Can she not just step around the buggy? And I'm sure she's exaggerating when she says they're barreling down the road because nobody can really barrel down the road with a buggy. Uh, I mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, I would just say cop yourself on and step out onto the road or whatever the case yeah, may be. Yeah, I mean, I jogged for years and you just, you're going faster. So you step around the people that are in your way. Does that include people who are walking? If you have a couple walking on the footpath, would you also get out of their way? I would, personally, because I'm going faster. Um, you know, obviously, each situation is different. But as a couple, if I was walking down the road and I saw a jogger coming towards me and we were on a path and there was traffic next to us, I would let behind whoever I'm walking next to. Why do you, yeah, yeah. Why do you talk about... Um, the pain, the hidden pain that the mother could be in. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, she could have had a section, a stair infection. She could be in a bit of pain and just out for a bit of air. Or personally, I had cruciate ligament surgery. So I'm me, so I found it difficult to turn. All right, move around, Sinead. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry about this. 
Um, so I was difficult to maneuver my buggy because I just after major knee surgery. Well, that could be the I, case. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to go out and get a bit of air and just to get out of the house. So I'd push the buggy down the road. Funny um, enough, somebody is suggesting here that uh, buggy pushers are not unlike BMW drivers. They feel they <laughs> own the road. BMW drivers. And everyone has their, their own opinion, you know. But at the end of the day, can we not just be kind to each other? Did, you, just, have, did you ever run in with a jogger? I did. I did. A huge one, I think. I, oh, I, I let myself, because I just got so angry. Um, I was walking, there's kind of a, a lovely, large sports area near me. And I was walking uh, anti-clockwise, and I was tucked in to the left. My dog was just sniffing a bit of grass. And this woman ran towards me at speed. And the path now is about... I'd say four or five feet wide. So you were five months pregnant. Let's just put this in perspective. And you were walking your dog. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I was five months pregnant. And um, I I was kind of struggling with the pregnancy. And I was out walking the dog. And um, I was tucked in right next to the grass. And my dog stopped. So I stopped. And this woman ran straight at me. And only kind of darted around me at the last minute. Like if I had put my hand out... I would have touched her, you know, and I just got an awful fright. I kind of stopped. I said, did that really happen? You know, um, so I carried on again, stayed tucked into the left, kept my dog in out of everyone's way. Out round she came again because she was jogging clockwise. And um, just when I started to walk off again, she did the exact same thing, but put her arms up as if I was in the wrong. She did like, it again. Yeah, as if I had walked into her, kind of a thing. And I mean, I was very slow because, as I said, it was a it was a tough pregnancy, and she was flying around. And was it obvious? We had your bump. Um, I had a bit of a bump. It might not have been obvious All to right, her at okay. the time, but I did point it out afterwards. She's just so passive aggressive. She's just aggressive. It was awful. It was a disgrace. And again, the third time she came on towards me, and I looked and I said, "You do that again now." I said, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> what you kind know? of trouble? Uh, <laughs> and, um, what did she say? Like, she said, um, excuse me? I said, do not run at me again. I said, I said, that's horrible thing to be doing to me. And she said, um, this is a sports field. And I went, and? I mean, there's plenty of walkers here. And she just kept on um, saying, it's a sports field sports and blah, blah, blah. What and is that, it? She said that I walked into her. She said, you just walked into me there. And like I said, it was, you know, nobody else was uh, was in her way. The, the path was huge. But she wanted to be tucked into her right-hand side and no one should have been in her way as far as she was concerned. And she, uh, this sense of entitlement. And then she kept jogging, I kept walking, and then the fourth time she came around, she did this big gesture with her hands in the air and made sure she gave me a huge wide berth. Ah, but she's got other issues going on in her life. I think, yeah. I think really this is not just about you and you know, jogging. It's like she's clearly unwell and something's going on in her life that's making her angry it, it, or anxious. It just wasn't done. And as as a jogger for years myself, um, you, I just always, I just stepped out of people's way. You're going faster. You know, you don't know what physical ailments the other person might have. And as, you know, a fit, healthy person, move out of the way, carry on with your run. 
There seems to be an issue in satellite towns because the original Fiona's in Carrigaline and you had that run in for Moy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me get some more texts and calls on the air on this one. Thanks for that, Sinead. Cheers. Take care. That, that and lots more besides. You know, an awful big response to our, um, you know, issues regarding paying rent where... I, I had started on this topic, actually, with regards to, say, a son or a daughter or both or family members who had been living and working away who are now, you know, maybe left Dublin or come home uh, or were in college and now are back home or working from home. Uh, earning a living now from home as to whether they should have been paying rent or not. But it kind of developed then and morphed into other areas as to at what stage do sons and daughters start contributing to the household. I paid rent when I stayed at home while I ran a business from the house. When I got married, my lovely mom had saved it all up, the money I paid her, and gave me a check back, which I can tell you was very welcome. When my own son, uh, who was claiming job seekers, um, I asked for 40 euro a week. And with that... He had left, uh, and with um, uh, and with what he had left, he bought himself all his own clothes. So, forty euro from your son's job seeker. He's now returned to college to be an accountant, and out of his back to education allowance, he's able to uh, even save. It's very grateful for learning how to budget at a young age. I think our children need to learn that money doesn't grow on trees; it's hard earned. And it should be respected. My parents separated when I was in my teens and my mom was left to raise three of us, all boys. I can't ever remember even one time when my mother wasn't there for us through thick and thin. She had little to no money, but we never wanted for anything. She has always worked hard and passed on those habits onto the three of us. She never asked us for rent or a penny towards the bills. She really is an amazing woman that will go to the end of the world and back for us. She has three wonderful grandchildren now and she adores them. I will never in any lifetime be able to repay what my mother has done for me. She does have a soft spot for Davy Fitzgerald. So maybe maybe I can get him to meet her someday. Good man. Her name is Carol Crowley. She works hard every day in Three Little Piggies Cafe on Union Quay. If you'd like to give her a shout out, I'd be so grateful if you'd read this out on air. So to a mam in a million. Hi, Carol. Your son Jason loves you. Um, they won't learn if they don't save and pay bills and actually get on with life when they want a mortgage to get their own place. You need to... Uh, have experience paying bills and budgeting at a young age. It's a life lesson all kids should know. And another is how to change the wheel of a car. There are loads of people who can't do it. It's a basic you should learn in school, especially today. As a lot of teenagers are getting cars a lot younger. I'm not so sure when you last looked into the boot of a motor car. They know spare wheel in there. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Nicole, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? I know I'm good. I know you're renting in Blackpool. And uh, actually, I think you have a buggy as well, don't you? I do. Right. Do you <laughs> get Do you get any grief from joggers, incidentally? Um, I wouldn't say joggers, but definitely pass away walkers and stuff. Like if you're, like I'm only after bringing the double buggy out a couple of times now and... Especially in town, if you're in anybody's way, they're just giving you a dirty looks. But I, I've never had a comment from anyone. Because earlier on, there was a young man, a young mother just like you, who said she got dirty looks and comments from other women, particularly elderly women, that you're that she was too young to have a baby and that she was reckless and she should have, uh, you know, you know, minded herself. Did you ever get anything like that? Um, no, but I definitely would guess. Like I've often been in pennies, now or done, and if you walk the wrong way with the buggy or went down a lane that you can't get out. 
they'd be like, after Jesus Christ, would you move out of the way or things stupid things like that? No, but I just won't take any notice because I'm like, era, what, what I did not make him do. Like, I used to wave in the buggy. You're the one with two feet that can move, you know? <laughs> it's much easier for them to get out of your way. Exactly, I don't know. Maybe that it's would just, be my point. Maybe it's just the times you live in. Anyway, so good luck to you in your double buggy. But talk to me about the mouse drop- droppings in the buggy. Uh, so basically, um, what my uh, problem is, is I'm looking for advice really when it comes to rent accommodation. I can't find anywhere over my situation in the house. I've had 12, or sorry, I've had six mouse infestations since January and where I'm living. And every time we had an issue, we sorted it. And then we had a huge mouse infestation in March and I contacted the landlord and my old landlord that actually got me the house came out to the house and like looked around the house and he said look there's nothing coming in and I was like and I showed him I showed him the pictures we showed him the mice in the glass bags that we were after finding I was like look and he goes no I know I do believe yeah he's like but there's no holes in the house that they're coming in and I was like right and then it happened again in May um, and went, and then it happened again in August and then it happened again on Thursday last Thursday Um it came to the I said to Darren it was about 12 o'clock and I goes leave a mouse again I could hear him around then Friday we saw another one, um, and then on Saturday we could hear easily like there was one in the kitchen, there was one behind the fire, and there was one in my bedroom. You can hear them. Um, oh, you can hear them, and like I in the bedroom in our where we're living, in the bedroom there's um fitted in wardrobes, and they're in behind that because there was a little hole. Uh, I actually sent Brenda pictures, and um, there's a hole, and that's where they're basically that's where they're living. Like I often like in May I actually saw two or three come out of there I'd go no problem as if they're just nesting there do they freak you out do they freak oh it's not like when I only had a two year old there on the long I know I'm only just after a baby so that's a whole different ball game when you have no born baby in the house Um, and it's going on so long now I just I can't put up with it anymore and you've caught it says here you caught 12 mice how'd you do that we caught uh, just for traps ourselves myself and my husband we'd multiple traps down uh, using everything between peanut butter, cheese, chocolate, like anyone, uh, anyone gave us advice. That's what we done. We caught them ourselves. And then, like, there was actually, in the time we had a really bad infestation, we actually caught three mice on one trap behind our kitchen, behind the cooker. One in time. the one trap? In the one trap, uh, and that's as God honest truth me. What's the trap? Describe it. What is it like? Is like it? a normal trap you buy in the shop, just a plain brown one. There was nothing like, there's just normal traps that you buy anywhere. So three of them were trying to feed off the piece of chocolate or yeah, cheese and the, them, and the traps sna- the traps snapped down on three of them. Yeah. See what oh, we yeah. used to do, we'd set we'd set we'd set it up and then we because we're never at home anyway over the, over that reason. I never heard of that folk, before. Oh, I swear you it was so bad, like really bad. And then when that kinda of ended, we knew that we didn't have any more after that. Then it happened in May, we caught five more in May and then August again, and I was and every like I'm trying to get out of this house since March. And the landlord came out. I was rolling crying his face. I was like, "Please get me a different accommodation." I was like, "I can't live here because that like the mice wasn't my only problem in the house, and he knew that." And then when Brenda emailed the company, um, and they said, "Sir Rex," and they didn't like I don't know if you read the email no, that they that they gave back. It's very it's um, very long. Uh, they said they assigned it to a professional pest company, and they attended your house. Uh, and they did. They came on Monday, Neil, um, and your man came out and one of the agents from the property that were rent, the people that we rent the property off came with him as well. And he said, um, look, 
he came in the door and he was like, where's the mice? I was like, I, don't, I can tell you where I saw them. I said, but I don't know where they are. I said, they're around my house. We told him where we saw the mice and the pest control fella had a good look around the house and he was like, yeah, you definitely have mice in the house. He said, um, and he asked us, he goes, did you catch any? I said, no. I said, I go, to, I go to, out of all the infestations where I have to have a note, I said, these mice are extremely clever. I go, I didn't, I go, I've seen them. I go, I know how big they are. Some of them are bigger, bigger and some are really small. Um, he was like, right. He goes, so it looks like you kind of have a family, really. And he looked in behind the cooker and he was like, yeah, you definitely have them in there. But Neil, in March, right, when the landlord came out, do you know your kickboard underneath your, your fitted in kitchen? Yeah. Do you know, so that was taken out. He, and I said to him, I goes, you can hear them in, in there because I had a load of droppings in where, do you know, you keep your, um, your clean and stuff under the sink. I took all that out and there was hundreds, I mean, a load of droppings. And I was like, that's where the, that's where they must be, their nest. So I had one nest under the sink and I had another nest upstairs in my bathroom or in my bedroom behind the wardrobe. So when my landlord, he took out the, the kickboard and he took a sweeten, one of my sweeten brushes and he brushed out. And I'm not exaggerating, there were thousands of mouse droppings. And he was like, whoa. I was like, am I exaggerating? No. He was like, look, all we can do is put down mouse traps and try to catch them and we'll see if there's any holes so in the traps, house. Are, and traps are useless. They're, they're no good. Yeah, Neil. And, and then when this happened Monday, a man said to me, oh, you have three holes in the house. I goes, what? He goes, yeah, you have three holes in your house. And I said, right. I goes, I was never told this. I goes, and when they were out, I goes, my landlord's asked me now twice to the house. I goes, he never told me that there was any holes. And Brenda will tell you herself, I sent Brenda a picture of a hole that was behind my cooker. And yeah, 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 I have those. I don't really think it would make any difference because mice will just get in wherever they, they want to get would, in. They want to be warm. Like is the house, do you mind me asking, is the house clean? Spotless. And that's what the pest control said to me on Monday when he came out. He goes, "Your one first of all, anyway, he said, your house is absolutely gleaming. He said, so that wouldn't be an issue. Um, I goes, I know that. I go, sure. But I the, goes, three, the three entry points that were identified for you were closed off and the pest control company will go back again on Friday to progress. I mean, I have to say, I think Powell Properties have done an awful lot more than a lot of rental companies would do and a lot of landlords. Some of them would do nothing at all. Uh, they understand the stress of the situation is causing and they're currently looking um, to see if there's more to do about correspondence between you and them. Health and safety uh, of our tenants is always a priority. Um, we genuinely feel for Nicole. No, she's gone through. The contractors are due to return. Is it this Friday, tomorrow? Um, yeah, but see, you now with what's after happening now is the main hole where the mice were. He put poison in, and there was a dead. There was a mouse in there, like. That's where you put the poison. So I'm guessing if you put the poison in where the hole was, the mouse are dead if they're in there and they're after locking it in. So now the pest control can't... can't okay, well, just, be, just before I get to that, you only had a baby five weeks ago. Uh, you also yeah. have a two-year-old. And on Saturday, you went up to the baby's crib. And what, what did you find? Um, uh, we went up to check on the baby. One was in her own room, one was in the crib in my room. And when I was in, I could see something dark on, like, in the middle of the crib have I don't have blankets and I said in the name of God what's that what's that and when I went in I went to turn on the light in our bedroom the main light and it just jumped straight out of the out of the crib or straight under the bed into the back of the wardrobe that was a mouse that jumped out of the crib there a mouse it was a mouse yeah and did did I read somewhere yesterday that there was a mouse eating the top of the baby's bottle is it yeah 
that's where it was. I had a bottle inside it. Like, she was only after drinking two ounces of the bottle and it was in the crib and that's what he was at. That must be very upsetting for you as a mother. Usually, Neil, and especially because, like, I reported it in at the end of May when we'd initial because they were they were mingling. They were kind of eating the lino. So anywhere that they were eating the lino, I was cutting the piece of lino off, if that makes sense. Like the piece that was hanging that they were off being bitten up, I would just cut it with a scissors because I knew I was like, they're off to be at that now and the child is walking home with her shoes on, with no shoes on, she's only a baby, like so. And I, I was told um, that an officer would get onto me, no one got back onto me. And the reason why that I got onto my landlord each time I had an issue was because I had already an issue with the, with, with public property already because I reported severe dampness between November and January and it took them every time I was emailing them they were saying oh just open your windows make sure you're airing out the house and all this like do you, do you have showers and baths with all the windows closed? Oh no I, every single morning I get up every window's open okay. in my house Okay all right. Well, okay. Well, that's that's another. Like traps won't work. I mean, I hate having to say this for people who are, you know, who love all all creatures, including mice and rats. But the only thing that will work really is some kind of a bait system. Um, sometimes you can get little trays, tiny little uh, trays, and the mice uh, or a mouse will take a piece of the bait from the tray bring it back to the nest. Everyone will eat it in the nest and they'll all die. That's that's the only way you'll get rid of mice. Traps are useless. And those things you like, plug in the wall that give out these high-pitched things. They put down traps and they put no bait on it, but he said, look, this is the way, but he's the, he's the professionalist, so I was like, look, all right, mm-hmm. go, what you're telling me. Uh, the professionals put down traps? Yeah, they put down traps, but they're useless. in a box. But they're, oh, they're, you can get humane traps where they can be... So they, like the mice go through them and then they, they don't realise there's a trap in there. And but they don't die? Uh, no, because he told me, he goes, would you mind throwing out a mouse if you caught one? I said, I wouldn't bother you, hunt like plenty of them already, so. Yeah, I mean, ju- well, I know you can get humane traps that capture the, the, the mouse and in some cases the rat and then you can free them somewhere else, like out the country or something. Other people just want them dead and they poison them. But the only way that you'll poison, the only way you'll get rid of rat, uh, mice is with some kind of bait that they bring back to the nest. Um, they eat it and they die. And you'll have no more mice. And you leave these little, you leave these little traps down all of the time. There's one particular. And we do, like, uh, our, we have traps down constantly. We never Not traps, traps, no, I'm talking about little trays. They're trays, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they, they, they last, you can buy them in hardware shop. You can buy them online. Um, and, uh, the, each one you put down lasts three months. After three months, you replace. You will never ever have another mouse. And I never heard of that. No, out of all the vice I'm after getting. Okay, I'll try and find. I'll try and find the name of it um, between now and midday. But just hold hold on there a second. Um, Owen, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Are you in the business? I am indeed. I've, uh, we have a family-run business here in Cork. Uh, Test attack. Okay. Am I am I right? Am I wrong? Am I talking through my backside or what? Uh, a, bit, a bit of both, Neil, a bit of both. Um, so, as as regards to trapping, uh, trapping systems do work. They can work, and they can work very effectively. Um, we've, we've actually been trained up recently in, in trapping systems. Uh, simple reason is because um, the, the, the SCARs that we're using at the moment, second-generation gen- anticoagulants, they're actually proving to be, to be very harmful to the environment, so we try and use poison systems. As little as possible. All right. What you're, okay. what you're trying to do is eliminate the reasons why they're getting into the house, how they're getting into the house, where they're staying in the house, and you target those 
you, you target those areas with traps. No, it, it sounds like it sounds like to me. I could probably guess who, who's dealing with who has dealt with the issue. It doesn't sound like it's being dealt with very professionally. Um, no, no. What you need to do is you need to figure out where they're getting in. You put down your trapping system or poison, depending on the situation. No, it would have to be it would have to be looked at. You know, you'd, you'd have to do a site inspection. You'd have to walk around the property, figure out where they're getting in. Once the trapping system is put down, if that fails, you you, you run with a, with a with a poison system. What is the the trapping system you refer to? Is that the the guillotine that just comes down and traps them? Yeah, yeah no, no, we wouldn't use those ourselves. But but for mice with, with a regular household, they do do the job. No, you have to be quick with them. You can't leave a mouse in it for a couple of hours. But she has had loads there. of traps down. From March this year to May, they had loads of traps, caught 12 mice in them, and, they, and they're still around in August, September, October, November. Yeah, chances are, chances are it wasn't dealt with professionally. And, you know, judging by, by the sound of the amount of them coming into the house or the amount of them she's actually catching in the traps, we would probably skip the trapping option and go straight for the, for the baiting option. No, the only hassle with that is... It sounds like she has kids in the house, so there, there would need to be a professional system put in. There's no problem there. You'd have to take into account whether whether there's um, pets in the house, dogs, cats, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but if you use the if you put down the bait, the problem will be gone in a day or two. It's just gone. not necessarily a day or two. No, it can take up to about two weeks, depending on how many is there, whether there's a family there, whether there's a female that's pregnant there. You know, there, there, there's loads of different um, there's lo- there's loads of different scenarios that that could that could take. Any time from a day or two up to about two weeks. What what can happen is rodents feed most dominant first. So if, if there's only a little bit of poison put down in the most dominant feeds, and he's after ta- he or she is after taking up all the poison, then there's nothing left for anybody else. So what you need to do is you need to be constantly reviewing the situation, and you need to be figuring out uh, like like what cycle they're on, whether they're producing young now, or whether it was two weeks ago, or whether it's going to be in two weeks. But they there's do no bring the po- they do bring the poison bait back to the nest. Yes, that that is correct. That's why when when we're using baiting systems, you have to use the right system. You have to use the, the most professional system you can find. Well, will you do me a favor? Will you go? Will you go? Would you be able to look at Nicole's situation? I would. There's no problem there. No problem. And will you resolve it for her? Sort of. I will. Absolutely no problem. No. The other side of it is she may need property maintenance to, to to nip this in the bud. We might be able to sort it, but whether or not it will come back or not, these holes in the house they need to be sorted and they need to be sorted the right way. A lot of people can use things like expanding foam to fill holes. That's not right. What? Lee, what? Can I just can I just put in there? Um, we actually had a, a hole underneath the sink that me and my husband filled in ourselves. We actually googled it and it said if I fill a hole with the, that foam that that man is on about. No. And when the man came out on Monday, he goes, "That is no good." He goes, You're, "He goes, look at it." He goes, "They're after eating straight through the hole." He was like, "That." He goes, "That." He goes, that's like water to them. They go straight through it. And then the huge hole that we did have under the cooker, that's what was filled with yesterday. That's what they filled the hole with yesterday. That expanding foam is actually very good insulation and what they're doing with it is they're taking it back to use for nesting. Yeah, yeah, the mice have a a use for it. They do. And most rodents do, really, to be honest. Did you ever hear of a mouse being inside in the crib with a small little, little baby trying to get into the baby's bottle? Maybe not the bottle, no. But um, you know, if there if there's food crumbs or anything left behind, then that that's no fault of anyone's. You know, that that's just the baby in a pram having food. You but know, come here, mice food. are harmless, right? Or are they? Are they're they? Not, are they a hazard? They're, they're a health and safety hazard. You know, they they carry disease, uh, and you know they're they're not good when there's food preparation or kids around or 
you know, a school or anything like that, you know, it, they need to be dealt with and they need to be dealt with professionally. Okay, you know, so, so you'll pop out there and have a look from, your company's Pest Attack, isn't it? Pest Attack Limited in Cork, yeah. Okay, well, would you, would you yeah. mind, would you mind doing that? I would, no problem. No, I, I would just like to make another point while we're here and while people are, can actually hear us, you know, because it, it, it's a topic that doesn't really get brought up enough and it's a topic that, that affects us hugely in the industry. Places like hardware stores are actually selling uh, SCARs at the moment. Um, and, and, you know, it, they're, they're not... They're selling what? Prices. What are they? SCARs, they're called second generation anticoagulants. So what they actually do is they break down the vitamin K in the blood system and that leaves rodents feeling dehydrated. And the idea is that they do get outside to die. It doesn't always happen as timing isn't on their, on, on their side and all that. Um, but what's actually happening is there's DIY stores selling anti, anticoagulants and they're not up to scratch. They're, they're containing the, the, the least amount of active ingredients that you can get. And what the problem with this is, is it's actually creating almost a... It's building up. It's building up inside them. It's not killing them. It's making them sick. So it, it's you know, it's not doing the job. And the active ingredient isn't active enough in the sense that it's not getting them while it's in their system. It, they could be after digesting it and after excreting it and all by the time by the time this, these these poisons are. So it's a bit. It, it's a bit. It's a bit like weak strength vitamins and uh, things that exactly, you can buy. Yeah. It's, it's the same equivalent to. to Rat bait or yeah. poison. Exactly. Bait. So what can happen there is when people are using these poisons, you see, they're building up a, a tolerance to them. And when we come along with our poisons, then we actually need to leave them, leave them get these poisons out of their systems before we can start baiting again. You know, so that that is a huge problem in the industry. Is 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 poison being sold? It's not fit for purpose, and it's just it's just a waste of money, waste of time. Not everybody has the not not everybody has the price of pest control, though. You know. Ah, we don't. We 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 don't charge that. <laughs> well, fair play to you. Let people reach out to you and let you get in touch with Karen and see. Would that resolve it for you, Karen? Or you still want? Do you still want to move? Um, I tell you, no, Neil. My main, like, I I don't want to live there anymore because I just ha- I have absolutely enough of that house. To be honest. Well, good luck and trying to main, find somewhere else because there's. Like, oh, I know, and that's my in, my main issue. Why I did ring in is because like what, myself, my husband, we're looking for a house. In, since March and it's just absolutely like next to near impossible we're after viewing places and then we go view them like we're after viewing a couple of places this week and we go we go to view them and they're after giving us the viewing and we look around they're like oh eh, that was too cheap two children and that, that and then it comes to us, oh we actually won't take cash we we told so, we won't what they only take cash so like they don't want to set cap don't, don't worry about moving house we, we can get this sort of no problem and you know Mice can get into any house, any building. Appreciate it. it Thank matter. you, Owen. Thank you so much for that. You guys, if you need uh, the help of services uh, to sort out your problem, get in touch with Owen from uh, Pest, Attack Car, Pest Attack Car Company. So, they, thanks, Owen. They tell you we only want cash, is it? We don't, meaning exactly, they don't yeah. want to direct debit, they don't want to give receipts, they just want cash. They just, it's just, what it is, is look, we get HAP for where we're living, so it, they're not accepting that. But it's illegal for them to advertise it. So when you're when you're looking on Daft or you're looking on any of these websites, you see beautiful houses and you see there's not many viewings on it. So you're, you're ringing out like we're ringing every. You want to see the most places we're after ringing out, and you would get interest in it, and you might be able to go view it. But then when it comes to it, they don't set up. Yeah, like I know, I know, I know, of, I know of people who are looking for apartments and 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 houses, two beds, three beds. Uh, things like that, and they would be going to viewings if they're lucky enough to get a viewing. 
uh, and there could be one of 12 who have an appointment for the same property. They go and view it, they like it, they send their references and all of the stuff they're asked for, and they never, ever hear another word. In fact, I've heard of some, I've heard of one or two viewings where they've gone to it, and the letting agent is so disinterested, just standing in a corner, standing outside the door on the mobile phone, uh, not interested in answering questions, just bored, you know, like... And Neil, I've had that experience myself even on Monday in my own house because obviously when this happened the day, I was like, Darren, like, this is it, I'm gone. I said, I can't live here. I go, I, go, I never sleep. I go, and anything that the two-year-old touches, I said, my nerves will be on me. I said, like, the, you know, it's not just no Neil. It's like where I'm so, after having such bad experience of mice in the house and dampness and cold and all that, I was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I go, it's not fair on the children. All right, well, listen, uh, listen, I, I know that. Um, and, and I guarantee you, uh, the pest attack will look at it and solve it for you. Yeah, I know, and it just because like, those old those old traps they're useless, stupid things. They just they kill the mouse, but, but not the like, mice. They're impossible to get any rent accommodation and cost. No, forget. I mean, it's and a lot of those. You know, a lot of those ads that you see, they're gone already. Oh, they are, because I actually, they, the guy that works with Pulse came out to the house on Monday, and I said to him, I was, yeah, you're advertising the house, I said, open Douglas, and he said, yeah, and I go, can you do something for us? I said, we're actually absolutely desperate, I said, and I said to him, I go, I'm going to have to leave this house, and I go, I have nowhere to go. I said, I go, I can't move back into this house, I go, where I'm so much trouble, and he was just nodding his head, and when he left, I texted him, and I said to him, I go, can you please look up that information? I goes, pass on our information from Toast if you can. I goes, you're a company's advertising. I goes, I'm a tenant of yours having a huge trouble. I goes, months and months. I goes, can you please do something for me? And then that's where the, when I was texting Paul's, like as in the emails that I was sending back and forth that Brenda got, I was explaining, I was like, you, I goes, you have the control, I said, to pass on my information to get me a different property. I goes, I know how long I'm telling you that I'm not happy here. I, I'm paranoid. I goes, I'm just after a baby. It's not fair. And they just, they just didn't have time for me. They just won't pass on my information. Well, I can't deal with that right now, um, but I certainly can deal with the mice. Um, maybe you might be deemed as a, as kind of a risky tenant in the sense that there could be something else wrong with the next place or the next place. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I understand. You know, you're very upset and annoyed. You have a, a five week old baby and a three year old girl. I pay my rent and I look after the house. Do you know what I mean? It's, and my house is absolutely clean, and so that's not that. That's not okay. Well, let's let's sort out, let's sort out the let's sort out the mice issue. So it's still happening. Then uh, people on HAP are being rejected because uh, landlords aren't interested in HAP. They're only interested in people who are working or people who are paying cash. They can't be. Well, we, yeah. my husband works full time, and I work full time till I'm on maternity. So that's not the issue. It's just that HAP is, um, like you like for a landlord to take HAP, they must be paying tax on the house. That's it. Yeah. 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 So that's why that's the road they don't want to go down. So it's just easier for them to accept cash. You know? Okay, let's and get. Like, let, okay. I got offered a three bed, and do you know how much I, I was told for a three bed in Blackpool? Twenty one hundred. They wanted. Ah, uh, for God's sake! That's like twenty one hundred. Like, that's ridiculous. Is it like a three bed terrace, three bed back garden, no, three bed semi? No, no back garden, and no like out the front of me on the main road. There's not. There's parking in all around the back, but it's just like three beds. A front room and a kitchen, twenty one hundred. Okay, it's never been so bad. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that for now, right? Um, but I will come back to you, or you do. You come back to me. Let me know how you get on with Owen, right? 
Thanks very much, Neil. Cheers for now. Okay, thanks, Nicole. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Got calls after the break. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. Oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Red FM. Okay, just quickly, Karen. Good morning. Hi, Neil. Good morning. Do you want to pick up on uh, a mouse inside in the baby crib trying to drink the bar- chew its way in through the baby's bottle? Go ahead. No, I'd say you've the wrong person, Neil. Um, I'm ringing about the, the it's Nicole you were talking to there earlier. Um, the girl on about the house with the mice and stuff. Yeah, that's like what that. I am talking about. Yeah, go ahead oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, same story. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I, yeah, I thought you thought that I had. No, I'm just curious. Presuming that you're, yeah, I'm presuming you were friends in Powell's or something because your whole conversation with Nicole there a while ago was actually kind of benefiting Powell's. You never stopped to listen to what the girl had to say properly. You actually only spoke about the fact that from one email that you read from Powell's, which was a bullshit email that you know and I know if you can read through to the, the way people work with stuff like this when they're replying, of course, everything that's in an email that they're replying back is going to look like they're helping. But you didn't even stop to ask her or check what her issue was with Powell's. You just went on to say that, you know, oh, from the email, it looks like they're doing everything. They're doing more than what. That was a, that, that was a terrible terrible um, decision for you to think or to make. And then on top of that, you turn around and you say that you think that um, because she's not been moved property because she might be an at-risk um, tenant. Like, do you not have you any understanding of what the girl must be going through as it is without you making those two comments on a girl that's just after a baby after having 12 months we're going through a recession. She's out of work. Her husband is out of work. She's finding mice in her baby's crib. And you're telling her that you think the company are doing everything that they can. And on top of that, that maybe she's an at-risk tenant because she won't be happy where she goes. Have you any idea what she's put up with in the 12 months in the house? To be able to make those comments. Okay. Okay. Firstly, I do not know anybody in this company at all. Powell Property Grand Parade. So I don't know them. Now, if I met him, would I know them? Um, The email that I got from them comes with a complete report on the property, right? Which would be. I saw the email, Lille, and it's not a complete report. Okay, well, hang on a second. Like, it's got it's got a reference number on it. It's got a report. It's got the address. That's right. It's got the different category for pest and vermin and rodent control. Uh, It has it has details of the rooms that are affected. I don't, well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm only telling you. It, it details. It, it's detailing here and typing in the fault. Yeah. Mouse rat has left smell in the house. Uh, sticky gooey on the floor. Fluff all over the place. Droppings in the baby's bed. Mouse was seen eating uh, a baby's mm-hmm. milk bottle. Twelve traps down. Uh, checked every hour and food taken every single time. Uh, and then um, the property management company also have in this report photographs of the mouse droppings. They also um, have contact details where they got onto a company called Arrow Pest Control. Mm-hmm. They made a call to the house um, and they did whatever they needed to do. Uh, the company then, Powell Property, said that that pest control company are coming back again on Friday to check That's it again. Uh, I said at that stage, having read all of this, it seems to me as if the property company are doing as much as they can at this time. Like, they have asked yeah. to to go further about Okay, this. well, I'm this just saying, I'm just saying, clear. I mean, I, hang on, I'm just saying, like, no, I also then, you don't know, I, no, well, I am only going on the response that they sent. Now, the other, on the other issue, um, if there was a problem with dampness last year, and now there's a problem with mouse droppings now, um, mm-hmm. and, and you have a rental company or a property management company that have lots and lots of people who want to be tenants in houses, I believe that unfortunately, 
Nicole could be deemed as somebody that they don't want to put into another property because she's had issues in the property that she's in. Like, you mightn't like to hear that, but I imagine that's the way the property management companies think. Right. So, so whatever about what I like to hear. If it was your daughter in the morning and she was living in a house where the help... No, I'll de- no, okay. Now I'll deal with that part of your conversation, okay. right? So now I'll deal with that part of your conversation. Okay, Nicole, Nicole came on the air. She got to tell her entire story. Told me about the rats. Told me about the dampness. I was very upset about the baby. She didn't the, tell the you the entire story. She only got to tell you half of it. Well, I only so know what she got. I, but hang on. But wait a second. Wait a second. Hang on a sec. Then, then we got to let me speak. Uh, but but I have to. Uh, me when I go no. to make a point. What is the point, Karen? If you won't let me respond to what you're saying, I, I will let you respond, Neil. You had plenty of time to respond there. Well, go and you only choose to respond to the things that you felt. That actually, do you know what you said? We'll deal with one thing at a time. Now we'll start the mice out. So you're starting the mice out for polls. That's not doing nothing for what Nicole is. I'm not sorting the mice out for polls. I'm sorting no, the mice out for Karen, our partner, and our children. No, that's Nicole. I'm Karen. Sorry, You're Nicole. You're starting the mice out. Poles are the one getting the benefit out of that. Nicole has had 12 months of this. So poles are the one getting the benefit out of you. You shouldn't have to be starting out mice for poles. That girl came on the air to find out. That girl came on the air to find out, could you help her with anybody out there that might know of rental accommodation? Whereas it all turned into the mice being sorted out, which obviously she does want sorted and as well. And, and that's, down to, that's down to the company to sort out. That's what she's paying her rent for. And she's on HAP. She's not on um, a scheme where she's um, being subsidised because she's a lone parent. She works full-time. Her partner works full-time. They're both very well-educated, skilled people with a family but and if, a young couple. If somebody, if somebody wants to give her a property on HAP, I'd be happy to pass on the details. Okay. My only, Of course. My... My only, my only point on that is I know from experience that there are many, many, many people now going to viewings where there are dozens of others going and none of them are getting a look in. I think a lot of the time the property. So we all are, know that, Neil. It's, 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 it's yeah. in the forefront every day of the week. That's why people are homeless. We all know there's a shortage of it. So my point here is that the people that need to ex- expose about this are, first of all, the management company that are taking the money for managing a property and not managing it properly and not looking after the customers and the landlords that are advertising property that will only take cash and won't take cash or whatever. They're the two people that are the... The, the issues here. Nicole is the victim. So from a victim's point of view, for a girl who you could eat your food off of her floor, I mean, she is meticulously, she's OCD spotless to be dealing with what she's dealing with with a new baby and for then somebody in your position to turn around and say to her that maybe you may not be a tenant because you'll find problems. I can assure you. If I didn't say that. No, hang a second. I didn't say that. I, did, I didn't say that. I said, unfortunately, I said, unfortunately, you will probably yes. find that property management companies might view you. Exactly. I'm not saying it. Exactly. I'm just being honest. Like, they, they may well. Just being honest, right? My honesty is, if it was your daughter in the morning with your grandchild inside in a property where the dampness was so bad that the health nurse commented on it, the kids are going to the doctor with their chest. She's been asking since a month after she moved in to move out because it was so bad. The landlord at the time promised her, it, look, it is bad. We didn't realise it was this bad, which was lies because she spoke to the tenant beforehand. They only just painted over the dampness. They've been promising her since she's 
had a festive natural gestation, she's had absolutely appalling treatment from polls. I've seen the messages. I've seen the text. I haven't. I, I haven't. I, I haven't. I have an email. I have an email That's from Nicole. Have, yeah? yeah, I have That's photographs right. of mouse droppings and I have a report from Powell's. I'll tell you what, I'll, yeah. pick, I'll pick it up after 11, all right, because I'm out of time for now, but I am keen to finish the conversation with you. So back after 11, text 0868104106. Music Station of the Year. Cork's Red FM. And also an opportunity for you between now and midday to win one of our digital passes for the film festival. The 65th starts on Sunday and it's all online because of uh, COVID-19. So you can win for yourself one of our digital passes and then you'll be able to watch 10 screenings of your choice. Okay, further details, download the Cork Film Festival app, CIFF 2020. Or also visit their website, corkfilmfest.org, and you'll get a selection of everything that's available as part of the film festival that starts on Sunday. So, uh, when I open the phone lines, I'll be asking you to identify the beeped out word, the actors, and the movie title. All right? So, here it is. Don't call just yet. I'll open the phone lines at 10 to 12. I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of... love her. Okay. Okay, so we'll play that again before midday uh, today. Anyway, around a time before uh, 11 o'clock I was chatting with Karen. Karen? Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, because you, you know uh, Nicole, right? So you would know a lot more about the story than, than I would have known. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you would be, yeah. Okay, because Powell said so I got a report from Powell Properties on this, right? And they were, they responded and uh, part of the response, they say that this was the first time that this has been reported by uh, via the appropriate maintenance channels. They mm-hmm. said they had no record of any pest problems being reported uh, on this property. They said that uh, they said, I can see that Nicole advises that this is the first time uh, to be. I can see that Nicole advises that this that the first time there was a problem in January but they say they weren't made aware of it until now, November. <laughs> and they say, mm-hmm. we genuinely feel for Nicole and have gone through all... They say, we are human. Those working mm-hmm. here are all human. We genuinely feel for Nicole and have gone through all the appropriate channels to get this issue resolved for her. Um, the first right. they heard of it, they um, contracted it out to a pest control company. So That's right. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that's, but that's not what happened because Nicole contacted them directly by phone back in January when it happened and she was told to go through the um, the, the site she has to go to. The maintenance the website. Yeah, of exactly. The yeah, and she okay. said, but I'm on to you here now, can you not sort it? Um, so she went, she then, then she went to her landlord and told her landlord and the landlord told her don't be dealing with those dopes in there because they're, do, they're good for nothing. Deal with me. And she dealt with the landlord directly for the first couple of months that all of this infestation was done. She's already had pest control out herself right. and the landlord had pest control out. So the letter that they're giving you stating that um, this is the first time that it's been, it's the first time it was logged on the site. Because of this. Okay, okay, but just to be to be fair, I I knew nothing about her going to like the stuff you're telling me. I know nothing. All all I knew was that Powell sent me a two page email in response Mm -hmm. to the query. I mean, that's why when I when I heard mouse in the baby's cot, 
I, mm-hmm. I kind of said, this is wrong. We like, yeah, I don't expect you to yeah. give me any credit, incidentally. Absolutely. I'm just saying. So, so then Powell Properties came back with a two-page mm-hmm. report that they sent me, including copies of um, the, I imagine what they're saying is the first time mm-hmm. that they were contacted and they logged it as a complaint and sent out Which a pest what, control. Yeah. All right? so Which that, is what people like that do. So they get that, all official when they've been... All right, but I mean, I, I, like, I know that, but this they're saying mm-hmm. that the first time they found out about it and took action, they're telling me, was the 2nd of November just gone. That's right. And within, yeah, yeah, yeah. within 30 minutes, they had contacted and... Right. St- and started yeah. a communication and with yeah, the best control right. company. That is, that is the information that okay. you got. So what, Nicole what was should, trying to fill in the okay. gaps for you so, as she was going. That was my point. Okay, but when, when Nicole got in touch with me then, she said, and this is all she said, I'm currently renting a black pool. Since I took the property, I've had trouble with it. I've had six mice infestations now since January. From March mm-hmm. this year to May, we caught 12. Myself and my husband can't seem to find a property anywhere and things are only getting worse. Thursday, we discovered we had another mouse and we realized there was more than one. I only had a baby five weeks ago and a two-year-old girl. Saturday, went upstairs in the baby's crib. The mouse was in the crib. As you can imagine, my reaction to seeing a mouse next to my newborn wasn't good. We're great tenants. Keep the house spotless, but the house is old. The landlord had pest control out yesterday, but that's not going to stop the coming back. Myself, mm-hmm. myself and my husband have split the family. He's gone to his parents and I've gone to mine with the baby. I haven't stopped crying because I can no longer live there. I've had enough. I can't do it to my kids. I'll never sleep over their health with mice constantly in the house. There's droppings, urines and mice from mice are all around the place. My two-year-old toddler is walking around the place. Huge health hazard. I'm emailing you to seek some help to see if any of your listeners could help us with the property. We posted that on Facebook. We posted mm-hmm. it on Twitter asking if there were any properties available. She's looking mm-hmm. for a three-bedroom house since March, uh, ringing every agency in Cork. Um, can't get anything back or a call back. She then subsequently told me a lot of it to do with the fact that it was HAP. I'm upset about the situation is there, and, um, and, and there's no way I could live there anymore, but I'm afraid to give it up as I'm going to find myself homeless. I'm on the housing list three years, but for now I need a rental house as soon as possible. We posted all of that trying to find somewhere for yeah. I said on the air in my conversation with her, if somebody has something, they will get in touch and we'll put you in touch with them. In the meantime, my my main issue was solving the problem that she had right now which was the mice mm-hmm. and you think I'm wrong no what I think you were wrong about Neil was first of all Nicole in her email made it quite clear the stress that she was under and she also made it quite clear that she was a good tenant pays her rent um, she's on the half rent to buy scheme that they'll eventually okay. go to buy okay. and she is a very clean person alright so she made that very clear yes okay she also made it clear that the problem has gone on since um, very early that she moved in. And also in the email, whether it was edited or not, when you got it or not, but I've seen the original, was about all the dampness and the flooding. No, I have nothing that. about dampness, that's okay, that's flooding, okay, that's right. health nurses, that. hospital visits, nothing. Okay. So besides that, if we even go back to the basics that you had, right, my issue with you was that... Your initial thing was that you felt from the report that Powell's gave that they had been very good, all right? That to me, that just got me and everyone that knows her, I suppose, it got us our backs rubbed up the wrong way because, to be honest, they have been absolutely the opposite. They've been disgustingly bad. And how am I that supposed to, how am I you supposed know, to know all of that? Neil, Neil, I listened to you there now for a solid two minutes while you read your email and did your bit. So I tell you, you're not supposed to know that, but you shouldn't be making judgment. You know full well in the role that you're in there. That we have, we have, we have, um, we have people in higher places 
they knew our poles are anywhere else that lie constantly do you know so why would poles not lie like you gave the benefit of the doubt to poles do you know the benefit the poles haven't contacted you Nicole contacted you so the benefit of the doubt but should have been given to her <laughs> and my other point was you had mentioned I don't doubt I don't doubt what she said I don't doubt what she's okay. saying that's why okay, I spoke 15 minutes on the air with her the other point I made was that when you spoke and said the reason maybe they don't want to re- remove you is because um, uh, agencies like this and companies like this may feel that you're a problem or whatever. That to me, first of all, from the agency's point of view, the fact that everyone out here, including you as a broadcaster, knows that that's what's thought of. But yes, people must just put up with it because that's what will be thought of you. So you must live in a damp house. You must live in a mice-infested house because if you complain, you can't be moved on to another house because you'll be seen as a complainer. That would be my main thing. That's what actually drove me over the edge. But there's no point giving me grief over that if it's a reality. But there is point giving you grief, um, 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 Neil, because you're the voice this morning that gave voice to that and you never once turned around and said, disgusting as it may be, or very wrong as it may be. Ah, well, I mean, if if I... I, like, Okay, well, fair enough, if I didn't, if I didn't push back against what's happening within the property business, yes, maybe yes, I should have done more. Point, because but, that's why the girl thing is to tell you what's going on in the property business and tell you why she can't get a home and tell you why she's living with mousetrappings. That is only my point. I'm not down your neck in the sense that I know it probably sounded like it because I was ripping. But like Neil, I listened to you for a reason. I've listened to you for a long time. You're on in my salon every day of the week for a reason. I love the fact that it's community matters and local people that get dealt about. I love the way that you deal with things. So for me to have to ring in this morning, there must have been a lot of buttons pushed because I was absolutely, I was so disappointed. Maybe... With what? It's a clash with the way that you sounded like you came across on the side of... Pose, no, I didn't, like, no, I, I didn't so come across anybody's side. No so just let me answer you, please. You asked me a question, let me answer it. Oh, you came across, you asked me why was I disappointed. Well, I was disappointed with the fact that I felt that you came across that you that saying on air that the, that you feel that polls have done enough from what you've been told. I don't, told I don't, on the basis of the information they had, I don't see what more yes. they could have done uh, as soon as it mm-hmm. was registered with them. By, yes, by and that's tri- on the basis of the information Paul gave you on one incident. Correct. Yeah, but that's yes. all I have here was that there was I no. I know that. Yeah, that, so I like, know that. So, wh- but well, that, you know the rental property situation, don't you? You know how bad it is. You've had people on every day. Shocking. Yeah, I have. Per- yeah. I have. I have personal experience of right. it. It's just and impossible. She's already to- yeah, and she's already told you that this mouse infestation has been going on since January. Now the letter stated that they've only been told once. So you can't read between the lines there and kind of turn around and say, Nicole, there's the, I think they've dealt with it. It was only once, but tell me about all the other incidents. That's your job, me. I'm not telling you your job, but I'm telling you why I was so annoyed that you only you went with the one incident that Paul's commented on. So that's where my annoyance was this morning. My annoyance is for that girl of the way that I think the courage it took her to actually go online this morning and speak. I mean, she's a wreck. And this is not no me dramatising, oh God, for a couple of mice. Because I'm the type of person the mice could be running around my legs and I would take no notice of them. But Nicole, Nicole, what she's been through with Paul's, how they've treated her, personally, I know that. And that's why I came on. And that's why I was so annoyed and upset for Nicole. Because I see her every day of the week. I've seen what she's dealt with. 
and I'm really, really upset that she came. I, I get that. I get that. But like from from what from what I, I have here, say for instance, from March until May, we caught twelve mice and more mice again in August. Um, and then, of course, September and I imagine October and November, more mice. Mm-hmm. But nowhere in what in her correspondence to me did she say that she flagged it either by phone or by email with the property company back in March. So, okay. I, I mean, I'm not a mind reader. I can only see no, Monday 22nd of October no, at not. a minute you're to 10, we received a maintenance request. You're telling okay. me, no one said to me that Nicole was on to them back in March. No, you're right. You're right. You weren't told that. So, like, well, you were told by Nicole that there was six infestations, and pounds yeah. have returned to you telling you that they dealt with the one report that they got. So, if you're turning around and saying that they have dealt with it properly, would you not have asked Nicole? What about the other five infestations, Nicole? Were they not told that? Yes, it was her mistake not to mention it. You know, but she's nervous. She's on the. I understand. No, I'm not. I'm not, gi- as, I'm not given. Dress. I'm not coming down. I'm not given that that young mother any grief. I'm. I'm just saying I wasn't aware that Nicole had been on to them back in March. Now, because not, none of the paperwork that I have, emails, reports, say anything mm-hmm. about anything until the second day of August. October, mm-hmm. October, my apologies. Well, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, no, but it was mentioned when she rang. And she did give that information when she was talking right, well, in text and okay. in well, I, well, I, But I, that, that's okay. neither here nor there. Okay. I'm not blaming so you what, for what should what should I be doing now? You're, you're a what friend, and obviously doing? you do care for her. I mean, are, is, it, is it that we should now be actively forgetting about the mice and just cancelling the not rent? Not at all, not at all, Neil. You're, do you know what? You're doing now what, what, you, no. what you can be doing. You're giving it airtime. You're giving people notice to hear the second side of the story. You've done that part, and I appreciate that. Okay. I right. appreciate the fact that you took my opinion on it, but I would love if there was anybody out there that could help Nicole. So would I, and that's why we and posted it and shared it last night, yeah. and that's why and I, I mentioned it again this morning. The fact that it needs to be highlighted, what landlords are doing to people, that you have to keep your mouth shut and live in the damp and live in the mic. Well, I would encourage people not to keep their mouth shut, and that's why I'm always very anxious to talk to... Yeah, yeah, okay. sure, when they do, you see what happens then, they're they're deemed as unworthy to to be put into another home because they speak up. So that would be my issue this morning. You know, and I appreciate you giving me the answer. Okay, and I would encourage others like Nicole to get in touch if they have a story to share because I, I certainly won't turn away from them and I give them the airtime. Okay, you feel I should have done more Perfect. and perhaps I should do more and maybe if I can... Not maybe, so much do more, Neil. If, yeah, Not okay. so much do more, All I think, right. is just the way that you gave your opinion of Pose. Pose came across as doing a good job. Basically, they didn't. Uh, no, I know, but let's not... Thing. I know, okay. All right. That's it. That's okay. my main thing. Okay. Well, and the fact that Nicole is a good tenant, that there should be no reason why she's moved on because she is a good, clean tenant. That because they said, so they said in their response to me, I can see that Nicole advises that this is that this began in January. Unfortunately, we were not made made aware of this problem until mm-hmm. now. See, yeah, that's that's what I have to deal yeah. with. You know, so yeah, oh, sure, I know, I understand that, right. but that's what you're dealing with. That's the point I make. Is that's the type of dishonesty. That's the type of bull that you get from companies that only want money. They don't want complaints from the landlord. They just want to see their. But guests. they say they we are human too. To we feel for Nicole. We're only just been made aware of it, and within thirty minutes, they had uh, a pest control company on the case. They did, they yeah. did. eventually at this stage. They did, yeah. Right. When okay. threatened with that, she was going to go on air. You know. Okay. So, All right. Listen, Neil. Thanks anyway. Thanks for the no, time. Appreciate it. It. Thanks for taking my call. So Thanks do I. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Karen. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Your thoughts on that? Uh, text 0868104106. And again, let me reiterate: if you have issues in in you know in your life that you would like help with, or you know, for possible, I mean, there's. 
you know, an awful lot of people listen to this radio program, so you never know who may well be able to help. Do get in touch um, uh, if you're in any way kind of worried about coming on air. An email uh, would be a good way to start the process. Email neil at redfm.ie. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now, 1850-104-106. Red FM. And you can text 0868-104-106. Today, Neil can don- do no right. That was certainly entertaining radio. It may well be entertaining, but it's not funny for a young mother with small children. And again, reiterating, uh, nobody, nobody at all uh, would be um, thinking it was anyway funny if you had a small little baby and there was a mouse inside in the crib. Uh, Neil's statement about Nicole renting Elsa was not nice, to be fair. I think some, I think some of you are confusing uh, what I believe and what I believe state agents, landlords and property management companies believe there is a big difference between the two. Uh, love the show but I, re- I really do but I agree with that lady who's talking to you now about how you dealt with uh, Nicole and the mice who definitely seem to be on the estate agent's side. Uh, fair play to you Karen. Another one, Neil, I agree with Karen, you are not being fair or balanced. Uh, another one here, Neil dealt with it perfectly. Very harsh treatment of Neil there. Karen spoke well in support of her friend, but I think the station did and always does the best they can for the local population of Cork. Cork. Another one here. Ah, Neil, boy, you were put in your box. And another one. Get her off the air. It's not Neil's job to sort out the world's problems. Uh, No, but sometimes people can get very frustrated going through all of the different official channels. And we, we can make a difference sometimes. We can tend to... You know, shake the tree a bit. Neil, leave her off. Uh, you're not going to win with Karen. You did what you did with the info you had available, says Brian. Okay, fair enough. Thank you for all that. Um, and, and hopefully, you never know, maybe somebody has a property that they may wish because, uh, you know, it does seem to me um, that uh, Nicole would make a super tenant. Uh, and again, Karen backing that up. So if you do have a property available and you would like to help out a young family, do get in touch, please. Text 0868104106. And we'll do the relevant business by transferring numbers and contacts and details. I think I feel for people on HAP as well. I think that you have uh, big issues now in the rental market. Um, I've been seeing that over the past week with loved ones of my own who are uh, trying to strike out on their own. Uh, I think uh, to some extent the rents are very much being controlled now by house shares as opposed to couples trying to afford rent. You could have a house share now where you have four people. Uh, they will even rent a three-bedroom house for individuals. They could all be working. Uh, they could be known to each other. They would have no problem with 500 or 600 euro rent um, a month each. Um, that means that the rent roll could be 2,000, could be 2,200, it could be 2,400 a month. I mean, what young couple could afford that when their budget is somewhere in the region of 12 or 1,300 a month? On top of that, of course, you also have the added issue of people who are unhappy. And like it or not, unfortunately, um, uh, many, many landlords uh, instruct property management companies not to take HAP. So it's even more difficult than if you are a young mother or a young couple with rent assistance because you're up against people who are working and have more money. And on top of that, you're up against the house shares. We have three or four um, who are divvying up the money between them for the rent and can easily afford the two grand of the 2200. So, text 0868104106 on that. And let me get back to the phone lines for now. Alexandria, good morning. Hi, how are you? Now, I got a response from Boss Aaron. If I could find the second thing, I put it down there a second ago. <laughs> Just while I'm finding it, this you're back to um, the caller earlier on, Alice's daughter, who had to walk from CIT all the way to Blackpool because the bus driver wouldn't take uh, a 20 euro. Yeah, okay. um, I felt I'd just be doing that um, poor girl and injustice by actually not calling and saying that I've had 
experiences like that and more with bus airing and it's diabolical and I don't want to paint all the bus drivers with the same stroke of course but just speaking on the experiences I had have I have had that were negative I um, when I was in fifth year in school I relied solely on the bus service to get from the point in town to home and um, I had a bus driver um, tell me that as I got on the bus in my school uniform that the student fare didn't exist which of course is just completely fabricated um, and he refused me entry onto the bus and he told me if I had an issue to take it up with the station you were in a, higher than him. You were in a s- yeah. school uniform? Yeah. There is a student yeah. fair. Yeah, there's a student fair and I, it was in, and I had only gotten it that morning on that same bus line, the 203, and um, he refused me entry so um, after a couple of minutes of an altercation I stepped off the bus and livid considering this was and you know I had had it up to this point with the experiences with bus drivers that were negative I rang um, bus there but that's bizarre like um, that a bus driver would oh, tell a fifth year student in uniform to get off the bus yeah. or did he want uh-huh. you to pay more was it no he didn't he, I, well yeah he was he was saying that um, the student fare didn't exist for no, no apparent reason considering I had gotten it this morning I made that point to him and I realised that come a certain point I was getting nowhere and I, I rang bus Erin. So I why, did you, why, did you, why did you get off the bus? You should have refused to get off the bus. But I find, Neil, that like um, with a lot of the bus drivers, there's a lot of intimidation. And I actually, what spurred me to call was I heard a gentleman earlier speaking with you in reference to this situation. who used the term snowflake generation. And I actually believe that that's kind of a part of the thinking that contributes to the issue. I think there's a lot of ageism at play during these kind of altercations with bus drivers. Many a time I found myself subject to this kind of a bus driver and I found myself thinking that I'm a paying customer with the same autonomy as any other person getting on this bus in spite of age. But I find it hard to believe that if it was my mother or father standing in front of them that this wouldn't be happening. And I just think that it's it's diabolical. Like, I, it doesn't end there. I, I, I walked home. I live off Airport Hill. I walked from Grand Parade home and... Um, I just feel like that... You walked from the I, Grand I Parade to the top yeah. of the airport hill? Yeah, because he refused me... With your school books on under, your back? Yeah, under no grounds. And I just feel many occasions where that has happened to me, where I've had a note as well, and they've refused me onto the bus. Have you I student card? Thinking, no, it, where if I've handed a banknote like that, that girl did. No, but do you have a student card? You don't need it when you're in a school uniform. All right, fair enough. Uh, Thank my you. My school doesn't have okay. cards, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, uh, and you've also had the business of handing over the 20. What if you were a bus driver and every second customer was toting 20s instead of reading the I, sign I, outside I've, exact change? I've thought of this because I do think it's quite important to be objective when it comes to these things. But I've, I do think that it is a rare occasion when someone's handing a note. I've, I've been refused giving a tenner. And I just think that if, um, if I went into a shop, a cashier wouldn't deny me my right to buy it something with a 20 euro note and I don't think I don't know why we're making allowances for the bus like this is in Dublin I know a lot of routes in Dublin are private and they say that you should give exact change and if you don't have that you don't get the change back but I, I don't know if it's fair to ask of that from a public service when okay. people are really relying on this and if they're stuck with a note I just think it's wrong to deny someone on and I just have found myself walking home thinking that if God forbid anything happened to me on the way that the onus would solely be on bus fairing because I would refuse my right which I no 100% agree, and I 100% yeah. agree with Alice, and Alice, her daughter, walked in the dark yeah. from CIT to Blackpool. 
Bus Erin responded this morning, right? And they said, because yeah. we asked them, what's this business? What, what, why would this happen? They said, while we cannot comment on these specific details, we are sorry to hear of any difficulties in accessing Bus Erin services. From a policy perspective, we can confirm to your program that a two euro fare should be accepted from a 20 euro note. Now, that's very interesting. Policy says that a two euro fare should be accepted from a 20 euro note. Bus Aaron encourages all passengers to avail of a leap card. Okay, that's for cashless payment. Yeah. You also get a discount and stuff like that. And you get a leap card.ie. If a formal complaint can be made to Bus Aaron with details of the time and the route, it will be investigated and followed up. And they say that there is a Bus Aaron low call number for anybody who goes through experiences like this 1850. 836-611 or through their website. So they want more details of what happened to Alice's daughter and they say that Bus Aaron's policy is that you should be able to give a 20 euro note to a bus driver and get 18, get 18 euro back. I, just, I find that interesting because I on two occasions the situations have been so extreme that I actually have called. I'd be quite a passive person but when something like that happens I have to do something and I've called I filed the complaint and um, nothing's come of it like I feel like these bus drivers act this way because they think that especially because we're young I think they think we won't complain but when we do won't be taken seriously and that's ranged true unfortunately on the occasions that I have complained like the following morning after that experience I went to get the bus and it was the same driver and I asked my brother who's a student as well in his uniform to go on before me and um, he asked for a student fare and was given it and then I got on and I said, oh, it exists today, does it? And he said, oh, no, the student fair only applies for those in primary school. And now for context, you know, my brother is 6'3". I don't think there's any. Ah, uh, no, that guy's that way out of order. Yeah, yeah. And nothing was done of it. I complained and the lady on the phone said that, of course, it's a student fair, that that makes no sense. And um, I put it in and there was no follow up. Okay, so you went through the official channels that yeah. Boss Aaron are yeah. outlining here with a formal complaint and heard nothing of it. Yeah. Well, com- well, conversations like this hopefully will help because it's yeah. tough, you know, so it's tough being young, you know, it's tough yeah, being I, young I think, and regarded yeah. as being either invisible or, or a nuisance or, a, or you know, it's, it's yeah. hard on the young, you know, sometimes they don't get, um, they don't get a fair shake. But tw- some, this, this is interesting. You get on a bus with a 20 euro note, it should be accepted. That's interesting because uh, the way that I've been treated anyway with handing a note like that. I would never be under the assumption that that is what Bus Aaron would officially say, because that is not the way the bus drivers react. Okay, well, I have it here in black and white, and uh, I'm not, yeah, encur- no, I'm not encouraging people. I think if it, if yeah. at all possible, because a lot of good bus drivers out there who I know, agree, would yeah. much prefer if you had the two euro coin. No, you know? yeah, absolutely. And I think that this, so I've had so many positive experiences, I really have. But I just think that if there is someone stuck, it is a rarity. To be, to be quite honest, I don't think anyone wants to break a note to go onto the bus. I think it's more out of a necessity. I don't think there's anyone really... Really no, that bus, the bus driver that you dealt with upset you and it wasn't warranted um, yeah. and, and really needs to get a bit of retraining, you know. Mm. But um, I, I do I do just think that with the note situation that it, it would be rare if someone would be handing it. Okay. You know, but if, if, the, yeah, if the policy says that, it's interesting to know. Thanks for taking it. That's exactly what it says in black and white. Thanks, Alexandria. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. My dad. Sorry, my dad drove for Bus Aaron for over 20 years. He passed away three years ago from cancer. He would turn in his grave looking down at the bus driver if he turned away that girl. 90% of bus drivers are very considerate. That driver is just a grumpy man who doesn't obviously like his job. Well, 
surely, you know, well, certainly he could be doing an awful lot better. And if he was enjoying his job and was getting on with people, he would either take the 20 or he'd say, go on, give it to me the next time. Or, or listen, Ned, go on, you can get on, but next time, whichever have two euro, make my life a bit easier, thanks. That'd be super, you know. In regards to the bus driver denying the student fare on the 203, the exact same thing happened to my son on the same bus while dressed in his uniform. It's not an isolated incident, says Magella. Uh, so the same thing happened on the same bus route that happened to uh, Alexandria, a man going on about uh, student fares not existing. That's weird. Right, from mice to rats. Don't give them my details. I'm emailing in regards to an issue that's ongoing in the Mayfield Flats. Me and my friend went to take my bins out on Monday night as always. As we put the bins in the flat hall and turned to close the back door, I turned and noticed eight to ten rats jumping around. I ran from the front door as I feared for my life, but ran back as my friend was screaming, rooted to the spot. I thought the worst had happened. We ran out. And were terrified as we saw them climbing up the walls. My neighbour opened her door to see what the screaming was about and slammed it shut when she saw the rat. We had to move out of our home in this pandemic. It was hard to find someone to take us in. When we contacted City Hall the night it happened, we were told someone would be out at 8.30am the following morning. There was no sign of anyone coming. Uh, So at 10 a.m. when they opened, I rang them and explained the situation. They said they'd put it on file and someone should be in contact. Only for I saw the foreman outside my flat and called him in, I wouldn't know how long I'd be waiting for someone to contact us. We then saw a neighbor with dogs who was brave enough to leave them in, and the dogs caught caught six of the rats in the flat hall. You know, the hall of the flats. We're living in fear, as it's been an issue numerous times with these flats. It's the illegal dumping out the back that's gone beyond a joke. I feel like I'm getting nowhere and we're living in fear. I've been in contact with a TD who's been working with us, who fought for pest control to come out. And they came out today, put down two bait boxes at the back, and the man himself had said he is sick of it. It's an ongoing problem. They've been out on numerous times already. They say they're wasting their time since until the illegal rubbish and dumping is stopped. Is it a waste of time? Um, I don't think it's a waste of time. I mean, it may be taken up their time, uh, but it's not your fault that other people are illegally dumping, you know. The rats aren't your fault. City Council are the uh, landlords. I'm literally at my wit's end here with the situation. If anyone can help or give advice on what to do with the situation, I'd really appreciate it. Well, I mean, the, the illegal dumping is, is, is the problem here, isn't it? Um, and maybe people are cute enough because I know that City Council claim that they go through the the rubbish trying to find addresses or details of the people who are doing it. Uh, how much they do that, I don't know. Maybe people are cute enough not to put a bit or a letter in there so they're never ever traceable. But I imagine that, you know, the illegal dumping is probably people living not too far from where you're living. It's probably some of your neighbours that are doing it, unfortunately, unless you can prove that people are coming in in the dead of night from outside. But for the pest control companies say they're wasting their time, they're not. They need to keep on coming back uh, until such time as city council sort out the illegal rubbish and the illegal dumping. Um, that's in more of an indication of the society we live in today um, than anything else, I suppose. But I think we would have been in touch with Cork City Council at this stage regarding the flats in Mayfield and the flats and rats in, in Mayfield. So if I have a... If I have an update on it, I will come back to it. Let me get as many calls in as I can between now and midday. Louise, good morning. 
Good morning, Neil. How are you? Well, you believe that the idea here really with regards to, um, you know, cash and 20s and mm-hmm. two euro coins is just to get rid of cash, isn't it? Um, basically, it's businesses at the moment are actually driving it because they want a cashless society. And are there forward. businesses where you go into and they refuse to take cash, I wonder? There is, I mean, there are shops um, around the city and counties that have signed up card payment only. So the more the public are going to feed into this, we are actually going to end up with a cashless society. And the implications down the line are people that aren't on the internet or that aren't good on the internet, the elderly, um, who like to go into the local shop, a part of the community. All of this will be done away with. I mean, as far as I'm aware of, the banking... Uh, Federation of Ireland, I do believe um, cash has to be accepted. It's a legal tender because I've been doing some research recently myself and as far as I'm aware, there's a sign up as well in the VRT office, no cash accepted. Now, I did understand that um, tax would be considered a debt. So how can they not accept cash? Um, also, like in the UK and other countries, there's 34% of people in the UK now um, paying with cash as well. Uh, you know, the so it's like 70-30 at this stage, 70, 30, yes, yeah, maybe 65, 35. And I think the implications even going forward, um, because as you know, with all the... Um, Sorry, no, I'm a bit nervous. You're grand, because you make an excellent point here. He says that ultimately um, will push people into online shopping and yes, also will then have a knock-on negative effect on Irish businesses. Yes, exactly. I mean, the IT systems, um, relying on the old IT systems, increasing the risks as well of glitches, crashes and mistakes. And I suppose one valid one is, for me anyway, this is a worry going forward, you know, if there was a crash, because... If we're to give all this control away of our monies, which is what is happening at the moment, pushing us down a cashless society, then if the banks crashed in the morning, you know, people have to feed their families. You're totally reliant on the system. And also on top of that, the scams and the fraud activity all happens exactly. in a cashless because society. This already has happened, but I suppose from where I am, um, I was on with you actually during the week as well, but... From where I am at the moment, and I re- this is valid for me, I think people really do need to do a bit of research. I'm pleading with people. Um, I suppose for years I've been aware of Agenda 21, New World Order. This is all playing out in front of us. It's all about control. And what it is, is if we allow government to control our monies and our food chain, which is what's happening at the moment, they're cutting off certain areas. They started off with essentials. Eventually, there'll be no food down the line. You know, they'll start... Um, tightening the noose as, as one would say and taking it bit by day and people at the moment there's too much compliance people need to start standing up you know they really do but it's not just the government though the banks want to uh, get rid of cash as well you know the, the, the whole experience in a bank is completely changed now you know yes it's, but everything at the moment in society Neil is all about complying control well maybe it's about automation maybe it's, maybe it's about efficiency uh, but unfortunately, the more automation and efficiency you have, the downside to this is uh, job losses. That's the downside. 
job losses, you're not going to see a friendly face. You know, they already got rid of the post offices in rural areas, as we know. It's also about conditioning the cultured economic environment. It's about, For you, then, it's all about control. Like some it's might say control. that you're seeing, you're seeing that there's signs now in places saying no cash. They're saying that's for hygienic purposes to do They're with COVID. They're saying to do with COVID. Yeah. No, you said it. It's, it's nothing to do with this. Okay. This is all playing out. If people want to do their research, look up the Barrington Agreement as well about their freedoms and their rights or unalienable rights. I mean, it's the same with religion at the moment. Like me, like many others, would love to go to a mass. Why can't I have a mass in the open air? Like certain restrictions and shops. This is all playing out. If you look up Agenda 21 and the New World Order, people need to do their research. This isn't just for me. I always do my research. I've always been well aware of, like, of this What's playing out now, I was aware of years back. Okay. And I was telling people in this, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a tinfoil hat. No, I'm not. I'm a normal citizen, but it's playing out in front of us. And it's the same with ads on radios and stations. And I don't mean disrespect to your, yourselves, Neil, but even I, when you hear ads on the radio, oh, um, the government are advising that you go for a walk in the fresh air. Oh, the government are advising that you do this for your mental health. Sorry, mental health is top of the list there. They're doing nothing for people's mental health. You know, this is all about control the masses, control so the, the money, adverts that the you hear there. in your eyes. They're not advice; they're no. control. No. Okay. No. Okay. I would never take government's advice. Okay. Um, I'd right. always do my let, research. Let, let's see if I can get more people engaged in this conversation. Those that mm-hmm. may agree with you, ideally, but maybe those mm-hmm. that don't as well. Thanks, Louise. Appreciate Absolutely. taking okay, the call. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Get in touch. One eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Talk about mass, whether it's indoors or outdoors. Um, a concerned resident down Glantonway got in touch with me and said that they, um, while we don't like the present lockdown situation more than anyone else, uh, responsible citizens, we abide by the rules for everyone's safety. Um, it's with amazement that our church in Glanton has been saying Mass with people present in the church and handing out communion to them as well. It's a total lack of regard, uh, disregard, I suppose, to uh, level five lockdowns, where churches are to remain closed for Mass during the six-week lockdown to contain the spread of the virus. It is evident to see from the church's webcam where the Mass is shown online. You can check it out, the 10 o'clock Mass, or log on to the webcam. Communion is given out at the side of the altar, out of sight of the cameras. I've counted 20 individuals coming from the back, from the side, back to their seats, and leaving the church after Mass. Uh, This was not a funeral, nor a wedding. Uh, I'm ashamed that our priests should be behaving in such a manner, increasing the risk of the virus in the community. I have to remain anonymous uh, or be pilloried by the local community who would think it's okay to break rules. How can the bishop uh, allow such a break of lockdown rules? Um, it would be nice to hear uh, if they can justify their actions and what are the guardy doing about it. Love the show, etc., etc. Uh, don't give up my details. I have the in- details of the residents. So we contacted Glownton Parish Church this morning, spoke to Father Sheehan there, Father Ted Sheehan, Seamus spoke to him and he said uh, he stopped saying Mass recently in line with all Level 5 restrictions. He says now the Mass is streaming online only. The claims of your email are completely false. So where do you go with that? They're denying it, saying it's not happening. They're not saying Mass and the contents of the email are false. So there can be nobody in the church and there can be nobody going up for communion. So, 
where do you go from there? The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Okay, text story 68104 And uh, let me just one call this side of uh, midday and then we'll pick it up again in the morning. Nancy, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. Now, you're getting the bus from Yall to Cork a couple of years ago and there you were with your 20 euro note. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah so I really didn't realise it was an issue at the time. I didn't get the bus that much back then. Um, and I went down with my, my 20 euro note and the bus driver just kind of looked at me and was like, sure, what am I supposed to do with this? And I was like, oh, what? And he just went on to just give out to me about the 20 euro note. Um, what, what did he give out to you? How did he say it? Just, just like, uh, what are you doing? He was just really like surprised by the twenty euro note, and like, I, I just didn't really know what to say. So I was just like, oh, sorry, I really didn't realize. And uh, he, was, he just, he just continued to give out as if he was like a parent, and I was a child, but I was like twenty one at the time. Um, and I just, I just said okay, like I gave him back like a stern okay to be like, I get it. And then I went on the bus, and I heard him to the person behind me call, call me a bitch. <laughs> I was like, uh oh. Yeah, he called me a bitch to the man behind me, and like I just didn't want to cause any like trouble, so I just kind of stayed quiet about it. But there's, I agree with the girl before. There's definitely an element of like ageism, and I think in this case maybe a bit of sexism. Um, did you do anything? Did you? You didn't turn around and say, "Sorry, what did you call me?" What could I do? Like there was a bus full of people, and it all just heard the bus driver call me a bitch. So, so. he he actually mortified you in public. Oh, I was so embarrassed, yeah. Like, I know, like I apologize. Like, there was nothing more I could have done. And I'm pretty sure my dad had walked me to the bus, and I, like, I said to just get off and be like, can you help me here? Because, like, what can I say, like, a 21-year-old girl? I didn't want him to kick me off the bus, you know. Did he give you the change of the 20? He did, in the end, yeah, he did. Yeah, um, but, but yeah. He, I think he just wanted to kick up a bit of a fuss. It's like, get on with your job, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, just really embarrassing, I think. Why would you? Why would he call somebody a word like that? I know, yeah. And there are some. Lo- I've had some really nice. But you believe that it is that it. So I hate all the isms that we have in the world today, but they yeah. all have a reason for being created. This is ageism, isn't it? It might even be sexism if he called you the b word. Exactly. Like if I was a boy, he wouldn't have. Maybe he would have called me something else. But I think if I was just older, I, I don't think he would have been. Like he, he felt the need to really give out to me about it. Yeah, yeah, not on, not on. Yeah, no, not, not on. on at all. Okay, no. all right. Okay, appreciate you taking the call. Thanks, Nancy. Much obliged. Um, we're going to give away a selection of uh, hot, well, the, actually the vouchers won't be hot piping pizza vouchers, but there will be pizza vouchers where you can then reclaim um, hot um, pizzas from Oakfar Pizza there in Princess Street, Clonakilty and Bandon. So tomorrow, of course, we have Free Food Friday with Oakfar Pizza. We'll be giving away loads of large uh, pizzas with sides, wood-fired baby potatoes, garlic dips, uh, breads, uh, drinks, and also, don't forget the homemade mini cheesecake tasters and all of the bits and pieces you need with it, the cups, the cutlery, the napkins, and all that too. Further details on how you can order, click and collect your own from oakfirepizza.ie. So that's for tomorrow. Certainly um, for Alice and her daughter, uh, who was uh, not allowed on the bus from CIT because she had a 20-euro note. So I'm going to sort out um, a couple of hot pizzas for you. Um, and also, 
I think Brenda's going to pick another few as well from calls and contributions this morning. So for calls, texts and emails, um, pizza vouchers for Oak Fire Pizza. But before I love you and leave you for the day that's in it, here it is again. It's your chance to win some of our digital passes for the film festival. The 66th, 65th film festival even starts on Sunday night. So for your own digital passes to watch all of the movies online for free, identify the beeped out word, the actor... And the movie, one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of Asking him to love her. I'm just a girl. Standing in front of a cuckoo. Okay. The Neil Prenderville Show. On Twitter, at NeilRedFM. Okay, three-car tip at the Wilton Roundabout coming in from Glasheen, the Maxall area of that road, an ambulance on the scene. I hope everybody is okay, so avoid that for now. So this is the reveal, right? This is the movie. and the, what, What's the story with male and female people in movies? Uh, do, they, do you say actor and actress anymore? Like in the, in the Oscars, for instance, would it be best actor, Oscar, best actress? Are all of them now just actors? Sometimes I find it difficult to keep up, but anyway, whatever. I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of a boy. Asking him to love her. God help us. The film is Notting Hill. The actor stroke actress is Julia Roberts. And the missing word is a bye. A boy. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. So, on that basis, Lorraine Owens and Glanmire wins for herself one of our 10 film digital passes. The 65th Cork International Film Festival runs from Sunday, and you can download the app CIFF2020, and away you go. Now, I didn't come back or have an opportunity to come back to some points being made yesterday on the app, particularly by by Khan, who was talking about Trump and God and feminism because I got a quite an amount of emails and texts and a few calls on it as well. We'll pick it up in the morning. Our lines will stay open at one 104106 text 0868104106. Enjoy the sunshine. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.